Welcome back. This is episode 102. Today's guest is Joel Garcia. He's a martial artist originally from Venezuela, as well as an aspiring actor. Now, today, as I release this, is November 11th, 2021, which is Canada's Remembrance Day to remember the fallen soldiers in the Great War, World War One, and World War Two, as well as all of the wars. Now, I'm releasing this episode unintentionally today. It just so happened. But I think it's an interesting episode to release on this day because Joel is from Venezuela, if it wasn't clear. And if you didn't know, Venezuela is a very much failed state. And they don't really have freedom there. And forgetting the importance of freedom is something that is increasing these days as people have been far too comfortable and don't understand the importance of it and are increasingly giving up the freedoms that they have that were fought for by the fallen soldiers. Often the politics gets into it. It doesn't really matter if people were sent to war for the right reason, but people died believing in an idea that is freedom, even if they were misled in some cases. Now in the case of World War One and Two, or specifically more World War II, that really wasn't the case. Those seemed very necessary to protect the rights and freedoms of people. And uh, though Joel doesn't go into too much detail, uh, I think it's important to listen to what he says about his experience getting out of Venezuela and why it's important to respect democracy and freedom and don't throw it under the bus and forget about it, particularly on a day like today, November 11th, as we remember the fallen who fought for our freedoms. But before I go more into it, here is a little clip of something that Joel said that resonated with me. Now we talked a little bit all over the place on a variety of topics, but I think this is a very poignant point to make, uh, especially today with regards to immigrating alone, life, the company of others, and yourself. So give it a listen. You truly have to create your own family, different, you get used to people coming and going, mm. so that you have to really find a way to not depend on people coming and going, mm. that it allows me to f be completely okay with being alone. Mm. We're social creatures, we need people, but I think that everybody should be able to understand and know what's like to be alone. Mm -hmm. If we don't appreciate our own company, how the f how are you gonna <laughs> enjoy yeah. fully somebody's because otherwise it becomes codependent. It's yeah. one thing when I wanna be with you because I, I like your company yeah. another one when I wanna be with you because I I'm so scared of, yeah. of not having somebody to talk to. It's yeah. different approaches. And I feel like a lot of us are still into that type of mind. Words to ponder and as as you listen to this episode you will see that Joel is very deep in, the, in trying to be spiritual and connecting with ourselves and I think those words are important today because people were so terrified of being alone and by themselves as the social creatures we are that we've allowed some craziness to happen but before we get into this podcast this podcast is brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga, turning lambs into lions since 2013. 
Like many, we had a fun time during the last few years, and there are many ways you can support this podcast or Urban Tactics in general. You can, of course, for free, follow us on Urban Tactics Kramaga on Instagram, Urban Tactics KM on Twitter, Urban Tactics Kramaga on Facebook. You can, of course, train with us in person. You can go to urbantacticskm.com and you can check out our training schedule and sign up for a free trial class if you're in the Metro Vancouver area. If you're unable to train with us in person, you can, of course, check out our curriculum on www.utkmu.com. There I have my beginner and novice curriculum up, whether it's just supplementary for your current Kramaga training, whether you're looking to figure out how to structure a program, or you just want some different approach or new ideas, check out utkmu.com. Go subscribe for a month or for a year to any of those programs, and you can watch videos of me trying to teach you some Krav Maga, so check it out. You can, of course, if you're in the Metro Vancouver area and you want to get your firearms license, go back to that other website, Urban Texas KM, and you can sign up for your Canadian firearms license, which is required for things like your Krav Maga green belt from UTKM specifically, or job requirements, or just simply education on firearms safety and laws. You do not need to be a uh, Canadian citizen, though that makes the paperwork a little harder. So you can check it out. I have courses upcoming over the next few months and continuously in Burnaby and Surrey. I think that is it. I usually forget something. But, oh yeah, yeah, the blog, of course, utkmblog.com, where I put out most weeks a series of blogs on a variety of topics, self-defense for the mind, self-defense concepts, self-defense ideas. Sometimes it's other people even deciding to help write blog posts, whether it be students or instructors. Remember, for any of those who uh, send us a blog post related to self-defense for the mind, mental health, or self-defense experiences, you will get three months free of UTKMU. You can send any uh, submissions to info at urbantacticscanada.com, and we'll take a look, 500 words or more. We do have an editor. If we do end up publishing again, you will get three months of UTKMU to study. So again, uh, Joel is a martial artist who I originally met working for another gym. And as I mentioned, uh, met him coincidentally in the movie industry, which I am currently taking a break from. If you want to check out Joel, you can check him out on Instagram, Joel G-M-M-A, J-O-E-L-G-M-M-A. That's on Instagram. And if you want to train and learn from this gentle giant, he's very tall. Uh, www.alchemymma369.com. Alchemy is A-L-C-H-E-M-Y-M-M-A-369.com. Checking him out in the Metro Vancouver area if you want to train with him. And again, this episode, we go all over the place philosophically, what's going on in the world and his experience as an immigrant leaving Venezuela on a volleyball sports, uh, what do they call them? Thingies, you'll see in the podcast. So, a really interesting, deep conversation. Enjoy. Krav Maga is not just a self-defense system. It is a way of life. Warriors Den is a podcast for Kravists, fighters, martial artists, warriors, politicians, and general citizens. 
consider this. The society that separates scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. Lucididi, your host, Jonathan Fader, talks to guests in an open and uncensored format about their fights, their philosophies, and their lives. No topic is taboo, and the conversation may start in one place and end in another. As the quote suggests, you cannot separate the warrior from the politics and the world around them, as a true warrior must be a student in all forms of art and science. You're listening to The Warrior's Day. Day. Brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga. Turning lambs into lions. Welcome back. I am here with uh, Joel Garcia, martial artist uh, that I originally met working for another gym and then bumped into him again uh, doing extra work for the movie industry. Uh, where you're still trying to do your thing. But before we get into that, how did you get into martial arts? What's your What's your journey? Uh, it was a long time ago because I think the some people start martial arts right away into they go to a gym and they start the journey right there. And some people like myself get pre-dreamed to do to martial arts, just like in movies or my own living experiences, you know, fighting on the streets, things mm-hmm. like that. That's what happened to me. Um, very little i did a bit of karate project for a for a month and then i stopped later on i started practicing volleyball so volleyball was a big part of my life for for a long time what what age uh i started volleyball when i was uh, 11 12 years old and then that was what i did up for until i was like 24 25 something like that because you can't see, he's very tall. He can yeah. just spike the ball over the net. <laughs> no, it's funny because I, well, quote unquote, tall. But when you play mm. a national team, you're a midget. <laughs> How tall are you? Six four. Six four. I'm yeah. five six. So you're taller than me. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that was pretty much what I was doing. Um, but even when I was focused on other areas, I was always still kind of like evaluating what what martial art mm. was all about, especially when you saw the first time. Uh, Royce Gracie on the UFC, the old, old times, mm-hmm. you know, uh, movies that you would see. So Marshall was always in, with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because uh, well, uh, I, when I first met you, uh, we were doing no gi a lot and you're, you're pretty good. So where'd your grappling uh, as journey? As, as I say, uh, jiu-jitsu, I was taught mm-hmm. uh, clinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Clinch, yeah, yeah, clinch with Sal. And, uh, Sal Ram, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. I owe him so much. Uh, a lot of respect for him and his family. When did you start um, training there? I started with him 2013, the end, I, mm. I would say. Yeah, yeah. But very, yeah. Um, but before I was at, uh, for a bit at Universal, mm. well, I used to be Universal yeah. in downtown. I yeah. used to do pretty much kickboxing. started a bit of grappling, but yeah. mainly with Sal. I started the Jiu Jitsu journey. But before Sal, again, I was always studying what yeah. i'm seeing i'm no, i don't wait for people to teach me i just simply yeah. do it myself and yeah so when you say that it's like uh studying on the movies or uh cause how old are you now i'm 34 30 my same age yeah. so it's a little late from like the old like 70s 80s like martial arts guys on a lot of guys i that are older i was like yeah i grew up watching that, that you know bruce lee and stuff mm-hmm. so we're, we're a little too young for that 
So where were you getting resources before YouTube? Because now you can get it on YouTube. I think a lot of time it was very intuitive, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of, I'm a guy who is, you know, I look at people walking. Yeah. I evaluate movement. I like to pay attention to what parts of my body feels more weakened than others. And what would I do if I neutralize them in, in combat? Yeah. So just myself, obviously you learn more with different perspective, people teaching you different angles, but I'm always um, critically thinking what I have in front of me. Mm -hmm. And since I'm very obsessed with movement, yeah. Jiu Jitsu is always uh, something that I've been always wanting to explore in a way that I can neutralize people without having to use so much force. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, the needing to sort of learn to survive comes from the fact you're from what country? Oh my God, <laughs> Venezuela, papi, Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, when, when did you leave? What year? Venezuela, I left 2006. Um, that was probably, I'm sure that was the best thing that... It could have been 19. I can do it easily. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm like, eh, yeah, like 19, yeah. probably 18. Yeah, 19, I'm sure. Yeah, because I was about 19 that year. So. Yeah. So, because a lot of people hear about Venezuela, mm -hmm. but they don't really hear about Venezuela. So. Yeah, it's one thing what you see yeah. in the mainstream and what you actually have experienced yeah. there. They went to Venezuela, that experience, it was bad, mm. but not like what we have right now. Right yeah. now, it's like... So it's gone worse. No, not worse. That's like gone. Oh. That's like, you know, no, that's not even a level. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a free for all. You fell off a cliff is what you're Right. Saying. That's like survival mode, you yeah. know? Um, so how was it like when you grew up there, if it was bad? It was, it was bad, you know, bad. I'm talking about criminality has always been around, mm. you know, it's just standard. You, you know that you, you, don't, you might go outside, you might not come back. Yeah. You know that growing up, you have to fight. Yeah. You know that you have to find your ways to overcome people threatening at you. And it's just a normal, that's survival. But there was still food. Yeah. It was still whatever to work. You know, there was still some normal, quote unquote, normal type of life. We had a lot of tourist people visiting us. Mm. There was still great people. When I, I started to turn probably 14, 15 that was more into like, I was getting more serious into volleyball. Mm -hmm. That's when I started noticing Venezuelans hating each other. Yeah. I'm still a kid, 14, 13 years old, but I still in every, every gathering, I would just see in Venezuela. No, you, no, but you left. You voted for him. You're, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. what the fuck is happening here? Like the same families are yeah. attacking each other. Mm -hmm. And I would notice neighbors, family members stop talking to each other over political things. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew there was something that I'd never seen before because I, I understand people fight within their family members because of family reasons, yeah. but not because of the guy who voted. Like to me, it became like a fa fanatic, yeah. like a religion, you know? Yeah, and because uh, a lot of people might not know, like, so if <clears throat> you listen to right-wing media, they'd be like, Venezuela is a socialist hellhole. And then if you listen to left-wing, they'll be like, no, Venezuela socialist is great. So maybe give a little background. Yeah, so the, we have to go way back mm. in the, I would say, 1998. Uh, that was when Hugo Chavez yeah. he won. We have to we have to give Chavez the credit that he was an amazing speaker. Mm. Like so that, was Hitler, right? Oh my <laughs> god, that guy could convince you to do anything. He yeah. had like this charisma. He talked, and I was on the street. I was homeless. He was in the military. He's like, oh, this is a guy who's gonna help us to get out of here. Mm. He got all power. Yeah. By two thousand one, two thousand two. 
this guy was a different guy. Yeah. Now, Once he got the power. That no, and and everybody surrounded him. That that's why we didn't know if the people around him changed him mm. or he was just a whole acting the whole time. Mm. It's hard to act that way because it's you could at the beginning when he started being a candidate, you could see his charisma. Like it's one thing you can have in a script, but when you have lived from experience, you can see when somebody is, is actually speaking you you don't know what you know what's like to be poor to 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 be on the bottom to 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 go through a lot of hardship but again people change and within three four years Mm. he he won the power he was a different guy Mm. and then you saw the the government was started to take uh business away from people uh properties and they're like what's happening he was like a Oh, that the government, if the government thought that was something that he, they should have, it was just starting to take over everything. Mm. That's when, and Chavez at that time, he had a lot of support, mm. including my family members. They were like, oh, we want to support everybody. Mm. But after he did that, that's, that's when everything changed. And that's what the vision, yeah. division between Venezuela started to happen more and more. And that was when I knew that, you know, my heart was always telling me, you have to get the fuck out. Yeah. You have to get out as soon yeah. as possible. And, you know, that's what I, I was telling my wife, like, and a lot of Jews get very angry for my stances. And I think they're being naive because I said, you know, so there's the normalcy bias. You're familiar with it? So basically, everything was fine yesterday. Everything's fine today. Everything will be fine tomorrow. And, you know, when I teach for my regular listeners and my students, like I integrate politics to a, de- to a degree into my teaching. And people say, well, I don't, I'm not here to learn that. I was saying, but you are. You're here to learn self-defense. And part of self-defense is being aware of what's going on in society and looking at things. Because if you were a Jew growing up in, right after Hitler got into power, initially you're probably like, okay, whatever. And then you start to see like what they're doing. And you hear, you know, well, not too many because a lot of people were murdered, obviously. But a lot of stories of survivors who got their families out before. And they're like, listen, my all my family was like, you're nuts. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, if, so if you left before Kristallnacht, I forgot the date where they started going after all the Jewish businesses violently, um, you were definitely considered a little crazy. What I don't understand is why people stayed after Kristallnacht. And then I, you know, one of the I forgot who it was. There's a very famous uh, investor in the in the U.S., very wealthy, but he was telling the story of his father who got out of. Uh, on the last few trains out he went out explored came back got his immediate family and uh tried to get everyone else to leave they're like no you're you're crazy you're crazy crazy left right a a week or so after they left border closed and that was it Mm -hmm. and people don't think like that like society can't collapse or my country can never fail (laughs) that's that's that old saying that when we tend to forget our past mm. or history we repeat the same mistakes over and over and that to me is the main problem in our current society is that our capacity to remember mm. is almost non-existent like it's a if you, if you see the mainstream yeah. like we pay attention to something today two days later it's a completely different story we completely get wiped out from the la- what we remember last week yeah and you can even it's such a you can watch it with people right it's unbelievable it's it's blue yellow orange and you were like changing all the time it's nothing consistent and that's why when you talk about the history the same history it's nothing new it's the same thing 
uh, we see that everything happened because people, we cannot recognize the same patterns, the same things being implemented in us, forced upon us. Mm. So we just follow blindly. Well, just do it. It's easy. Yeah, keep doing. Go, go left and right, sit down right here. So was there like a final straw for you that you're like, I need to get out of the country? What I w- oh, well. Like just the last no, sort of like The thing? last one was the prices of things. Mm. Oh my. Inflation. Like, no, right away. Hyperinflation. You could, you could, no, it was like a little, a ketchup, a yeah. ketchup. I don't know, an example, a ketchup. Uh, cost you three dollars within days it would be eight nine ten yeah. within days yeah especially the tuition for schooling or apply prices of uh flight tickets mm. that's when i knew them like what what type of future am yeah. i gonna have you barely surviving yeah and that's why i knew that, that you know were you the only one for your family left or did you come at that time yeah. yes yeah uh because of volleyball yeah uh, i think they've done <laughs> That will, I've been blessed with volleyball for, you know, I think that without volleyball, no fucking way I would have been able to get out that time. Yeah. Was uh, it like just a scholarship? A scholarship. Think? My yeah. whole life was always through the scholarships. Yeah. I was able to get out. Yeah. Um, that's why it's, I never thought that was going to. Through sport. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. For me, if, if I didn't do that, like, how do I do it? Um, you know, that's, you know, it's fascinating you say that because, like, there was just in the Olympics with the Belarusian, Belarusian, uh, Belarus mm-hmm. uh, Olympic athlete that, like i'm not going back no I'm not going back and she literally did the olympics just to get out of the country <laughs> i i pray my did it i did that indirectly yeah you know i i knew it especially after many years when i had to go back i you know i i went through a lot of immigration problems just because mm. of that too you know in uh, what sense i no, in the sense of like i would in 2010 2011 mm. i would tell people this type of things and they're like no that's not that way yeah. no waste happening i'm like look at venezuela now yeah because there was no evidence yeah. there was no video yeah uh, it was just my voice yeah. and how can i prove that it was tough because how would a venezuelan from venezuela know it's, anything about venezuela no no what would you know about? no way i'm like yeah. you know it's funny like in america they'll be like oh latinos vote left i'm like talk to a cuban that's why florida <laughs> went hard right yeah. like all the cubans all the all the people from those countries were like i'm not voting left no way and especially that's funny too that you find a lot of people from obviously outside venezuela you guys chose that you guys put your you put those leaders in power i'm like mm-hmm. yes we did in the beginning yeah. but afterwards couldn't get rid of them no yeah. they, the police, the military, everybody was just, yeah. oh, you don't want to vote for me? Oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah. That's my one sort of saving hope in Canada. Uh, not that we're anywhere like that yet, but the police are like, no, we're not doing that <laughs> yeah. so far. So it's like, that's where I'm like, well, at least we got that, that they can only enforce so much here because the police and military are like, nope, I, we're not doing I that. I truly believe in good <laughs> police. I believe in yeah. good P- army because they exist, they truly exist. Yeah. But you know, we have to understand their situation too. But I, I, I believe in humanity, and I—that's the last thing I want to lose faith on those people. Yeah. I, so we'll see. Yeah, indeed. Well, time will tell. So you're saying, um, so you got out, and at the time, your family wasn't convinced. Did did they no, no, change their mind or no? No, they have no. <laughs> are they still there? No, no, my dad, well, it's a, it's a long story, but yeah. uh, my mom pretty much trapped and my dad, because of the job he started doing, um, he has he was pretty much the only guy defending human rights mm. at that time, and he just stayed. Mm. And he's a lawyer? Yeah, he's a lawyer, human rights, and a professor too. And during that time, you can imagine mm. <laughs> the amount of threats and the amount right. of things, so it was, 
has been hardcore. That's why I really hope that, you know, soon, sooner or later I can help them to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But it's just very tough right now. Yeah, yeah. Refugee status in Canada only applies to the countries that are politically convenient, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or money, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so since you came to Canada, that, you know, 2006, what have you been doing other than, you know, martial arts? And Went to school mm-hmm. and did all type of jobs. Yeah. You name them. Yeah. From painting, construction, you know, hustling as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the story. Come do whatever you can if you're if you're to figure me, it out. I, I an honest job. Mm-hmm. I'm you know it's it's job is a job. I'm yeah. no, I'm never being the type of person. Ooh, I cannot do that. Oh, I can job is a job. As long as I'm being honest to myself and you know have integrity, there is no nothing to be shame of. Yeah. You know, so. it's like I was talking to a previous guest. He came here 19 from from Hungary. He's like he was. He told me what he was making in like I don't know the 70s, 80s. It was like nothing. Like, hey, but it was another immigrant gave him a job, you know, but he's like, he worked his way up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. now, you know, things are doing pretty good for you now. You got a family. Much better, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, I mean, that, that's exactly why it's so easy for me to look back and not see as a victim because there is always a big blessing mm-hmm. waiting for us. And, and especially now, you know, just having my first son and that has been a huge blessing huge yeah. life transformation that i'm very grateful for yeah for sure that's that's you know that's what i, I tell people is like uh you know i'm not never been like huge huge family guy but i'm like the more i get older there's actually a saying i've mentioned i think it's naval ramakant but i can't remember he's like eventually you know when you're educated and intelligent you come to the conclusion that you either need to find god or have kids <laughs> some people find both some people want because in that search for like existential meaning you'll find one or the other yeah, yeah. Uh, and you nowadays you're finding the educated people don't want kids or they're being terrified through anxiety and other means not to have the world is so horrible it's like yeah. ah you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's uh, it's just interesting how that uh, that goes one of two ways yeah but see, I think that when we have kids you know, I, I truly believe the kids are, they become a reflection of us mm. in some way or form. And, you know, having a kid is truly an experience that we cannot run away from our problems. You have yeah. to face it. Yeah. So that's something that scares a lot of people. And I understand. But to me, you know, having a child, of course, requires a lot of responsibilities, a, a lot of sacrifices. But when I think about the long term, it's, it's like a legacy that I want to chase mm. i want to build it's some it's, some, it's not tangible mm. but it's a spiritual fulfilling journey yeah yeah that's an interesting way of putting it like a responsibility you can't run away from i mean obviously you can lots of people do it but if you want to do it right you have to say this i'm i have this responsibility for x amount of years 20 30 40 years whatever it is forever <laughs> in your <laughs> heart forever um and that forces you to deal with the hard stuff that you don't want to. It's like, uh, for example, marriage, you know, the divorce rate so hard. One, because it used to be not allowed, uh, which is not great for the bad relationships, but people used to have to work through it, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, I was telling you before, like with my wife, we were stuck in a one-room apartment during COVID and lockdown. And it's like, you cannot get away from this person. And you're ju- we were just forced to work through our stuff. It's still working on it because it's a long process, but it just like that probably brought us closer together. And I know other people, it put, put split them apart. You saw either people getting married or people breaking up like on like <laughs> on mass. 
but with that kid, if like if you want to do it right, you have to like, this is my responsibility. I'm stuck. Let's figure this out. But you know, our society is pretend because of social media and other factors. It's like I can just run away. You don't have to commit. I don't need to fix anything. It's just me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I believe in in consciousness yeah. in the sense of no matter how much we try to run away from things, sooner or later that voice in our heads is gonna eat us alive. Yeah. That's why you know it's I rather face it. But uh, yeah, like you're saying, I think that. That's a very huge topic. I was in the last two years. There are many layers to what's happening right now, but mm -hmm. if there's one layer that we all can agree with is that after COVID, we were forced to change mm -hmm. the way we live life. Yeah. Some of us more drastic than others, but all of us were forced to evaluate what the fuck are we doing mm -hmm. especially you're saying once you're stuck at home with somebody mm. it's not like oh i'm gonna watch tv no 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 it's 24 7 there <laughs> that all like oh wow i've been married to this person or i've been with fuck i mean no and that <laughs> uh, you gotta face it yeah or uh, or many people you know they're like wow i couldn't believe that i never paid you attention yeah. i was just working all the time so you see the amount of dynamic or even kids that were all day in school doing things that they had no idea who their parents were mm. so see how that's to me the main outcome good positive outcome yeah. that i see with COVID. Yeah. um but yeah in, in other aspects a lot of us a lot of people have been realizing that sometimes you need to take a different path mm. just because of it's part of self-love yeah. you know so it's it depends on the journey of every person yeah. but i think that no matter what it has been working for humanity just because we have been such a robotic beings. Mm. So robotic. It's so go, 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 make money. You know, social media, video. It's just nothing human. Yeah. We have no interactions. You know, it's funny, like, because I've heard parents complain, like, crap, I need to be around my kid all day. Like, they've <laughs> gotten so... The system had, has been set up in a way where parents haven't been parenting that much over the in last 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. It's, like, gone. Super. And all of a sudden, they're forced. They have to parent their children. All of a sudden, they're like, "I don't know what to like, do. What do I do? What do I do? Like, how do I handle? I can't handle. Do you want to have an iPad? You want to play video games? <laughs> go. I'll, I'll tie you to a chain, and you go play outside. <laughs> you want pizza for tonight? I'm like, and yeah. it's just like it shows you that it's almost as if people had lost the ability to parent. We were building it up, and then they just lost it, and they don't know how to get it back. Even when we see our ancestors, yeah. like, what did they do? They didn't have internet tv yeah. these people were just cooking gathering talking for hours playing together going outside we have nothing of that yeah so that's just a it's not that we don't know how to do we just simply don't pay attention how our ancestors yeah. used to live and that's why to me when you when you evaluate the the native uh teachings mm. the ancient times those two are true true teachings that could potentially change our whole humanity but we suppress them thinking the the new technology yeah. or the new thing is a better way to live life when in fact that's just a distraction that disconnects us from our human essence you know it's funny with all the politics like i started i seeing uh you know news headlines if you want to call them that i'd hardly call it news <laughs> saying anyone if you notice your friend who wants to go out in nature more and be one with that, they might be a white supremacist. And I was like, are you, are you out of your minds? Like, and it's, it's just, I read that headline. I'm like, this is, this is sick. 
Because, you know, before you'd be like, oh, they're, they're a hippie. And now you're calling them white supremacists. And, and all it is is the system, whatever you want to call the system, ostracizing people who are trying to kind of remove themselves, whether they be uh, left-wing hippies or uh, right-wing douchebags, whatever, if they want to go out and find nature and remove themselves from, you know, the rat races, they often call it. The system and the media has always been demonizing those groups mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who just simply want to, like, listen, I want to slow my life down. Like I started hunting a few years ago and now we look forward to just going out away from everything for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks and it changed everything. Mm-hmm. We realized, hey, if you get up with sunrise and sunset, as, like we're not the best at it, but you feel better mm-hmm. when you get more in tune with your natural rhythms. Mm-hmm. Right? And growing up, I'd be like, uh, oh, those hippies, you know, my parents, what do my parents know? But now I'm like, the, as I started learning, uh, I don't want to like take something if I don't have to take something, right? I had stopped taking painkillers, for example, a long time ago. The only time I take them now is like, oh, I had surgery. Okay, yeah, it's it's kind of I need that. I need it. And when you understand how pain works, it's like it should not be something you're taking all the time. And like an example is like Tylenol. I was listening to something. It's like they're like, do you know how toxic that is if you take it all the time? Which a lot of people do. It like wrecks your liver. Yeah, or they'll. You know, it says you do not drink without, like, you cannot, and people do all the time, and it destroys destroys you, and you become a crutch, and then there's the opioid crisis. You know, Purdue Pharma got a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar fine. No one went to jail for that. They instigated the opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. So when you start saying things like, hey, do I really need to take this thing, whatever it may be, they'll make all sorts of accusations. Now, something like aspirin, it comes from Willowbrook, so there's some more, a lot more natural origin to that. But a lot of this other stuff is like, do I, do I really need to take this? Is am I gonna die if I don't take this thing? It's, uh, I, yeah, it's this. What you're saying, we can talk for yeah. hours. <laughs> but to make it sure, I, it's just that discernment. You know, our capacity to mm-hmm. know when something is helpful or mm. when something's constructive or destructive we as a society mm. we don't i don't think we have that capacity because it's i feel like we are so i'm not saying everybody but a lot of people are so biased towards what they appears on tv mm. that even if their intuitive mind tells them that's not true it's it, they cannot they cannot accept that as a no. Yeah. They have to go through whatever that. Well, they the told goal. me. They told you, so that's like telling, "Oh, Santa Claus was seen at the mall last week." Yeah. There are ten people who saw it. Yeah. A, so lo- must be, a yeah. lot of people who literally at least contemplated. Yeah. Contemplated. So that to me is the danger. Mm. It's dangerous because of, as a society, even patient, we, we teach children to repeat information instead of teaching children how to use tools so they don't have to be dependent, codependent on people. Mm. Our adults, the same thing. We're always waiting for something or somebody to tell us what's right, what's wrong, but we have no capacity to figure out ourselves. It's like when you, if I serve you a food, a meal, mm. you can tell if the meal is cooked properly, if it's burned, the way it smells, if it's fresh. That analogy put out there mm. with medicine, food politics we have no idea and we have individuals who are constantly changing their minds who are like a roller coaster up and down left and right changing all the time Mm. and for me to have that amount of people still valuing their opinion Mm. that shows that 
Yeah. We're not ready for that. Well, you know, and that nice, uh, well, the science changes. Like, on some of it, no, it has not. <laughs> if you're actually reading the science, no, it has not changed that much. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the politics behind it, and you start digging into stuff. Yes, it's, um, and second, when I say science, is what they see on, on the mm. news as a science. Because most people, like you said, they, they have never taken an opportunity to do a, an actual research about things. It's yeah. just whatever is in the news. Oh, that's right. That's true or that's not. And I think that uh, what, what's happening right now is, is the most evident. How do you say? Um, evident. Yeah. Uh, super obvious. Yeah. The how easy the narrative can change and we just forget. Well, you know, it's it's. It's funny, like the it's the internet. It changed everything because now, because people forget, like, oh, the media is lying now more than ever. It's like, no, it didn't. They're, they're <laughs> the just getting same, caught. Exactly. They've been it's the same it's same, same people for a hundred years that have been pulling this crap, mm-hmm. and now it's transparent as ever. But there's been so good at controlling people's minds that they don't like. Even though everyone is like, and, well, not everyone, like, state ten percent of the population is looking back and be like, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make sense. And here's my well-argued reasoning based on evidence of why I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever, be mask or not mask or whatever. Mask is a, is a silly one to me. I, you know, I used to do occupational health and safety. At first, I was like, wear a mask. Why? Because they were telling us it was uh, just from the spit. I'm like, okay, you know, that's reasonable. They knew it was airborne way before they told us. And I was like motherfuckers we don't need to wear masks <laughs> and i've seen like actual experts these are mask experts be like i don't like what you, you don't need to wear it for this it might have some and you know i would say if you're going you know around strange people for like 10 minutes just a percentage it's probably some degree of effectiveness but if you're sitting in like an office in a closed circuit for all day it's not going to do shit <laughs> and you tell people that i'm like this is based on the like i didn't even know they had like 100 peer-reviewed studies or like 70 peer-reviewed and 39 on this topic before COVID. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's pointless for coronaviruses. If you want to, you have to do something more significant, mm-hmm. like a half man. And I was like, and you tell this to people like, I don't care because the experts told me. And I'm like, no, those aren't the experts. Yeah. Those are the public media relations public people. Media. Yeah. <laughs> Especially one of the things that to me really, I knew right away as soon as, because uh, we can never claim to know everything. Mm-hmm. We yeah. can never claim to have the ultimate truth. We have to have that time where we really evaluate things and mm-hmm. take our time. Yeah. When I was going through that time, I was just waiting for one person, just one single soul to talk to me about immune system. Yeah. And so far, to me, that was something that didn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like martial arts. If you really want somebody to defend themselves, do you tell them, hey, there is a guy that you can hire as a bodyguard 24-7, or you can just show the person how to control their bodies, use their own skills so they can you know, defend themselves whenever it's needed. The same thing with immune system. Mm. You have to teach people how to eat, <laughs> what immune system is, how you can change it. But since nobody talks about that, mm. to me that was the main thing that made me question the whole thing. Yeah. Because to me, I do the basic math. When somebody truly cares about me, that person is thinking about my physical health, my mental health, and my emotional health. We're now living in a situation where people or the system doesn't care if you have a job, mm-hmm. doesn't care if you have a robot under your under you, if you can have a place to sleep, if yeah. you have mics are gonna pick that up. No, the beeping. <laughs> no. <laughs> so good. Um, 
or even the amount of people who have committed suicide during the last two years. Yeah, they don't talk about they it. They don't talk about it. And to me, when you tell me that it's to, for the good of all, mm. to protect people, to protect who? Mm. We're acting as if 99% of humanity is, uh, it doesn't have a good, uh, it's not healthy. Mm. As if everybody's compromised immu- immune system-wise. It's not. Yeah. So who are we talking, protecting who? Yeah. That rather is something that, you know, just like they do presidential debates, mm. they should do doctor's debate. Yeah, publicly. Will you, will you bring the best guys, yeah. left, right, all of them, and we do that live? Yeah. Show me that. Because it's like the, the Great Barrington Declaration. Did you see that one? No. It was like, I don't know, ten or 15,000 doctors. Uh, re- or no, it was like 40,000 doctors, like ten or 15,000 medical researchers in the field. Uh, like it was a hundred thousand people overall signed this thing saying these policies. This is like a year and a half, two years ago. The head guy was a, the former. He was like one of the former board of directors for like Canadian doctors, and uh, even him. After that, they kind of got to him, and he started like staying away from people who wanted to support him. And mm-hmm. we were basically saying these lockdowns are not scientific, like all that stuff. There was another one, the Rome Doc de- Declaration. It was a bit smaller, also saying similar things like uh, vaccine mandates are insane. Like this doesn't make any sense for this. You know, I'm very, for this thing, mm-hmm. this thing, yeah. not necessarily the other thing, but this thing, right? And um, nobody cares. There's like, here's a whole bunch of experts, guys, like a lot of them, that tens of thousands yeah. of them. You're not listening to them, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> and adding to what you're saying, um, not because something is called vaccine, it means mm-hmm. that it's exactly doing what other vaccines twenty yes. years ago are doing. Correct. Because everybody's always saying that's a vaccine. You remember chickenpox, <laughs> all of them. Like, wait a second, do you eat anything that's called food? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. You can't just see it. You smell it. Mm, that's. The same thing should be applied when you say vaccine. Vaccine takes at least 10 years to mm-hmm. be able to prove the beginning effects, mid- mid-term effects, yeah. long-term effects, and then you can test it. When, mm-hmm. it. when people are not even talking about it, how much people are struggling based on food, uh, no, you know, lacking uh, opportunities, what they're going through, and everybody's forcing a vaccine that has not been proven. To me, there's so many... Contra- uh, things that contradict mm. what we're experiencing they makes me even doubt it even more yeah you know especially now they're trying to they're talking about uh, creating a vaccine for six months old mm. i'm like you know who's gonna touch my child yeah <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that yeah it's uh it's very interesting and the, you know people get mentally behind it because this is how i get back to normal i've noticed that people are a lot more selfish I than they you, like to say what is normal yeah what is normal well, that's, you know, that is the question. What is normal? Is it what you're used to? Or so I said normalcy bias. It's, well, it's, it's, it's like yesterday and today they say I want it to be tomorrow. But like the number one thing that we know for sure in life is change. And if you can't mm-hmm. adapt mm-hmm. and what we're seeing is systems that are teaching people not to adapt and not get used to change and just, you know, we have to keep everything the same. same. So, and, you know, this sort of and I'm just I'm shocked at people just willingly saying it's okay because quote they want to get back to normal now because you grew up in venezuela and it's uh, gone even further downhill because i've I've had guests on who came from 
you know communist Hungary and communist uh, East Berlin or East Germany sorry and other places and they're like I don't want like what I'm seeing right now because this reminds me of what I saw mm -hmm. now for a lot of people as we were talking about history is you know that history is too far ago but Venezuela is a lot more recent the same it does it's if anybody is listening to this please try to look for the story of Venezuela in the last 20 years mm -hmm. you you see a guy winning he, everybody gives him more power you see the Venezuelan people dividing left and right hating each other you see then the government making rules or changing laws so people who don't support the government start losing their jobs uh, people start losing their jobs a lot of people start leaving Venezuela a lot of investors start leaving Venezuela. Mm. Government takes over everything. A uh, whole bunch of uh, people from other countries were brought to Venezuela to be part of the military mm. and uh, police. We had a lot of people who were, didn't speak Spanish. Mm. They were police officers. I don't mm. know how the heck they were got there. Yeah. Uh, people were started protesting. The military went outside. That was battle for many, many years. People got tired. People got sick. They had no f fuel to continue fighting. Some military people tried to uh, fight that. A lot of them were killed. A lot of them were bought. They mm. bought their souls. And you see what's happening right now. Mm. So if you see that in a larger scale, what's happening, how similar is that to what, you, what I just explained in yeah. different forms? The same thing. It's just different teams, different labels, different suits, mm. different scripts. Same thing. It's like New York, fire all the medical personnel and bring in the National Guard. I'm like, it's like ah. ah. Or California, a lot of people are leaving. There's anyone with money that is doesn't agree with that, they're leaving. That isn't entrenched in the California yeah. system, they're just leaving, leaving. Yeah. And you know, California tried to or tried or is trying to pass a tax where if you leave, we can tax you for ten years, oh. which wouldn't fly in the courts <laughs> in America it's beyond crazy. that. But it's just like your policies are failing because they don't work. And people are leaving, you know. And you, you said you said it's really interesting that they, br you know, brought in foreigners Foreign. who don't share the same cultural values of the people who grew up there. Because what do they care, right? It's a way of Especially diluting. Especially when a lot, most of the people who were brought, they were criminals in prison mm. in their countries. Yeah, that's so that's even that. better. <laughs> yeah. Even like the, that's why you saw so many people getting shot. It's like, mm. how can people be so evil because mm. of they brought the best of the best? Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, you know, America has safeties against that because of the uh, Second Amendment. Like, if you would start seeing civil war if they tried to pull that shit in the U.S. No, that's when <laughs> Venezuela has civil war. Yeah. I I lost friends. I mm. they were trying to fight and everything. They didn't care. You know the amount of people that died that nobody knows about. Mm. Oh my God, so many people all over the world for all sorts of reasons. Oh, nobody so cares. many. Yeah, nobody cares. Oh, if, again, we have the amnesia yeah. memory. We just forget within two weeks. You know, I always say, and you know, the whole COVID thing. I'm like, and I don't know because I'm not seeing it anywhere. What, how's Africa handling this thing? Has anyone talked about Africa? I thought we like to talk about third world <laughs> countries. Is like, are they not having people, millions of people dying all over the place? Because I think we would have heard about that, don't you yes, think? Exactly. Like, I always thought that was weird. Like, and they're just Nigeria's over there, just doing its thing. Nobody gives a shit. Like, I haven't seen a peep coming out of Africa from the media or any or any sources. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, that is really strange. No, even the the most common thing is like when we have friends three four years ago how many times you heard friends oh i'm not going today i have a cold yeah oh i have a fever 
now you don't hear anybody about fever cold everybody has covid yeah, yeah i'm like guys did you forget that you three four years ago you used to have diarrhea yeah. you had cold you have fever and you recover you used to go camping getting waste you come back you recover the same as covid which by the way the, where we are in metro vancouver there is a colder flu going around right mm -hmm. now because i know tons of people who've gotten sick and they're they got tested as negative mm -hmm. um and so i'm just like last year when they said the cold and flu is gone and i'm like okay i don't believe that it's gone first of all reduced maybe but gone they were publicly saying it's gone we have no cases zero cases i'm like you're on crack there's no way that's like, what that's exactly <laughs> what i'm saying we forget we yeah. simply forget we are like like humanity has never gotten sick yeah you are sick i'm like yeah you didn't you get sick like 10 times a, a year every year mm. now everybody's even when when you go to hospitals yeah i see everybody doing nothing the same thing nothing going on you see, so that to me is just again the reality that we see on the streets is not a reality that people are talking about and like you're saying how many times you see in third world countries everybody's living their life just like nothing is happening yeah you know yeah. everybody like well you're not seeing it that was my point like i know they're living their lives <laughs> but you're not seeing it and and you know for a while you were hearing we need to save the vaccines to stop giving the second, third doses because the third world country needs it. That narrative is gone. They're not talking about it anymore because magically, probably they don't really need it that bad. Yeah. Their immune systems are either like, because those, you know, a lot of countries are still like, if you're strong, you survive. If you're weak, you, you don't, unfortunately. But it's just life. Mm -hmm. it, that's how it is. Especially how, how come they, everybody forgets about Nat natural immunity mm. why well, we don't talk about it well they do but there's always a the, I've heard many because I'm listening directly to doctors and virologists and scientists through podcasts mm -hmm. and stuff so oh trust the I'm listening to the experts mm -hmm. a lot of them will still caveat natural immunity is shockingly good but you should still get and I'm like stop with the but listen man if you're under a certain age don't try to go with COVID but objectively you're probably fine and if you if there are all the specific reasons to an individual the why you're like hey i should get vaccinated if that's what you want to do i'm like okay it's a choice but like i'm hearing that being added on there was that big israeli paper because they just became pfizer's test lab which is no israelis don't seem to have a problem with that but whatever uh and they're like natural immunity it's so amazing like oh my god oh my god but still get the vaccine like they added it in like emphasizing mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. <sighs> And then another guy was listening the other day, same thing. He's like, oh, man, we, we're actually surprised at how good natural immunity is. But if you don't have it yet, you definitely you need to go out right now and get it. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> but, but don't you notice one pattern? Yeah. Every time when we hear about this, it's always like, if you don't do it now, it might be not tomorrow. Yeah. If you don't do it now, you might be... It's, it's always like, if you, if you, if you. That if you, yeah. it feels like uh, scaring. When something is yeah. good for Scare you, tactics. you just yeah. know it. Yeah. Nobody has to be. It's like when you care about, I don't know, your wife. How do you know your wife loves you? Because she's constantly doing something to show you, no? Because she, she just hasn't run away yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she I mean. Stuck her <laughs> <laughs> so it, that, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like a, you know, it's like everything in life. Some things you some you need a bit more time to know that they're good for you, but. 99% of things they're good for you. Nobody has to force them on you, mm. especially when nobody is talking about if people can afford their food their shelter that to me is it's just the most I, I don't care about what you have to say if you don't talk about mm. people with their basic needs 
You know, and that to me is why it doesn't. People need vaccines, and not people need food, potato, tomato, yeah. food, real yeah. food. It's now, because I know you, you, you love to talk like me. So obviously, when you're going around, like when you've had the conversations with people, like, listen, man, I'm from Venezuela. I know yeah. how this plays out. How been, does that conversation? That has go? been hard. I yeah. say straight up. Um, I think throughout the years, my own healing has been accepting what cannot what i cannot change mm-hmm. understanding what is it's fucking hard to accept mm-hmm. but um i still speak my truth mm-hmm. if you ask me but i don't think that i expand as much as before just because of i don't feel motivated mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's tough to because i sometimes you know that no matter how much you talk or say things people need to experience their own to mm-hmm. find their truth and no matter how much we want to speed up things or we know we can help people, when people are not ready for certain things or sometimes I'm not ready for certain things, things don't happen. Mm. And what I see now is just before I would tell people like, you know, this is what I went through. See Venezuela, the story of Venezuela it was very wealthy. Everybody was there. It was great. See how they started strategizing the way they run the government look at how people were hating each other look at how they lost all powers people started leaving the country they changed the laws uh, the government took over all the food supplies everything so now if you want food you have to support the government whoever doesn't support the government doesn't get food the same thing the same formula mm-hmm. is is it now what happened now i wouldn't be surprised in the near future if you didn't get vaccine you can all... social credit system yeah. There is, and this is not conspiratorial, is that when governments realized <laughs> that cryptocurrency was going to be their downfall because it was designed to be decentralized currency that they cannot, con- they can't control uh, Bitcoin, like cannot, no matter how much they want to. It was designed that way. Well, now they want to release digital currency. The global people, countries are talking about digital currency, uh, meaning that it's not, it's, it's currency on a blockchain. So they can track everything because countries have been wanting to get away from cash for a long time. And they were sort of trying to do it in this, like companies not accepting cash because of COVID. It's like I was the first of all, that's still illegal in this country. Companies were doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, what digital currency as in such as there's no much, no more paper money. We can literally track every penny, every dollar because it's on the blockchain ledger, but it's managed by the government because it's essentially a a Canadian dollar cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. So they can track everything. And countries around the world, particularly in the former Commonwealth, are talking about we want to go digital currency. Banks are talking about digital currency now. Not in the way, oh, like my bank account is it's digital, but as in right now they can't track it. Mm-hmm. If it goes blockchain, they can track. Mm-hmm. And they're speculating the reason that they want to do that is that as technology replaces the working class, the working class historically and traditionally gets a little bit more uppity and mm-hmm. starts going up against the elites. But by doing digital currency, they can actually say, if you don't agree with us, you can only buy this kind of food. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to buy luxury. We'll block you with our social credit thing. Your, pa- your digital passport, you can't buy stuff. And this isn't conspiratorial. This is they're talking about it publicly. Mm-hmm. That, that's something I want to ask you. So when we talk about conspiracy, mm. how would you define conspiracy? 
Well, I mean, in, in a sort of literal, it's like to conspire against, right? So if you start from that point, it's like, what does that mean? Are you conspiring against your people? Are you conspiring against an individual? Mm -hmm. Are you conspiring to withhold information? So based on what you're saying, when anybody says you are conspiracy theorists, mm -hmm. what do you think they're meaning by that? Uh, they usually would think that what you're saying is totally made up. You're probably off in La La Land. So they're defending who? They're, they're defending their ego. Or they, what they believe the they, system is. What they believe, is. yeah. So that's, to me, the main thing. That I don't know what else has to happen for people to, to see that there is a game being played that it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Because let's just make it basic. I don't expect people... When we say, oh, I'm awake... Red-pilled. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, that war has so many layers. Because are you left-wing woke or are you red-pill right-wing woke, right? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. There's so many layers that that's why I'm like... Um, that uh, That's why when I think of all of this, it, it's truly a, a, an internal journey that until people face their own demons, they realize that they're being... Uh, manipulated that realized that we had no idea what sovereignty is mm -hmm. as a collective i think that when you ask people can you define sovereignty i think that most people have no idea what sovereignty let me do my thing leave me the fuck alone <laughs> or or you, you ask people what is a right mm -hmm. what is a privilege can you please explain the difference between both most people have no idea yeah they think that having i don't know having shelter is a privilege well, for example, our a lovely prime minister who somehow got in again, I think due to voter ignorance and apathy, they like honestly, most people are not, they don't realize the things he's done. I think they, they just don't. Um, he said as of what, end of November, you can't go on planes if you're not. And I'm like, that literally violates the charter put in place by his own father. I don't see how that's not going to get challenged. And if that's allowed to stay, it's a problem. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, and if I evaluate the whole thing from a higher perspective, what has to happen in humanity for people to do something to claim their sovereignty? Well, historically, let's say you know, in, in democratic, you know, I used to be like, oh, the, the, mm -hmm. the democracy matters, and I still say vote in Canada. It still matters. Unfortunately, a lot of people are apathetic, as I said, or don't know, and they're not informed. But um, sorry, where was I starting? No, I'm saying like how what has to happen in society oh. for people to claim. Well, so, I mean, they have to realize that it can be taken from them. So historically, what I was getting at is when and when there's a big shift in parties, the one thing that is consistent is mass job loss and the inability for the individual to provide for themselves that almost always switches to political party. So if you do it smooth, if a government or mm -hmm. malice do it smooth enough, it's like the frog in the boiled pot. They don't mm -hmm. realize till it's too late. If mm -hmm. they do it in a jerking motion, usually it ends up in conflict. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully the quote right side wins. The one that wants more freedom will win, but it doesn't always as Venezuela. It mm -hmm. doesn't always win that way. Um, so you have to make people feel like it's desperation. It's a, you know, is you were saying earlier about trying to meet in the middle like i don't like a lot of left-wing ideology and i realize it's not that i don't like some of the things they're saying it's i don't like their solutions mm -hmm. so but when i start listening okay some of their points are very valid mm -hmm. their solutions to the problems i despise because it leads to venezuela mm -hmm. but you know they'll say you know criminals oh well this because they had an abused home and they don't understand and you have to be empath uh, empathetic or compassionate i'm like 
okay, but they're still a violent criminal, right? I understand they had a hard past, mm-hmm. and I understand that desperation will cause people to steal or desperation. But you know what? So uh, your solution is, let's say, California. Uh, we're not charging anyone if for theft or anything under seven over uh, under seven hundred dollars. Uh, because you know it, it's a, it's a necessity for them, and then you see people on the daily videos of people just walking in the stores with bags, clearing off the shelf, counting it. Oh, it's under seven hundred dollars. Walking out, and I'm like, that's not desperation, you idiots, mm-hmm. right? So yes, it's correct that when people are desperate, they'll do what they need to do to survive. It's human nature, but your solution was to say there's no penalty for being ridiculous. Yeah. And that's your solution? Why do we have to get to that point in the first like, place? Yeah. It's not even a solution. Yeah, it's yeah. like you literally just destroyed your economy. Now there's a couple of uh, like Walmart, not Walmart, but Walmart-like stores that have just said, fuck it, and left California. Because they're like, we're losing millions and millions and millions of dollars. I can't afford to stay there. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. When we, say, when we talk about sovereignty, it's like this. Let's say you have a good option, a good solution, mm-hmm. and you have a crappy solution. You still have the choice, okay, left or right. Mm-hmm. But when you have two crappy solutions, solutions then we mean solutions, why do we even still choose? Yeah. If you serve me two plates of food with rotten food, I don't care how much you tell me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not eating this. Yeah. Same thing with should be with everything. It, it, it's that that internal power that people have to have to claim that sovereignty and be like, should I take a vaccine or should I die because I cannot afford to live? Yeah. That should never be an option. Yeah. Well, let's take uh, the Canada political system, for example. I vote for an MP federally. They're supposed to represent me, but that's not how it works because it's increasingly they're not allowed to vote against their party. So mm-hmm. are they representing me now or are they representing their party? Mm-hmm. And people make all sorts of arguments about, well, no, of course they have to vote for the party other with the party. Otherwise, it'll be chaos and we won't get anything. I'm like, but that's literally not how our system's supposed to work. It's supposed to be... If they're not sure how to vote on a thing, they go to their constituents and say, hey, I'm doing an open meeting. Like, I want to know. That's just too much work. So they don't. It's too complicated for the administrative system. And what I want to see in Canada is a none of the above option. So if enough people vote none of the above, all the candidates have to be booted and they have to put new people. So now I ask you, what would be a solution for what you're saying? We're talking about people that just, quote unquote, represent us they do nothing the same script we change how can we change or what can we do so anybody that wants to be in that position i was a candidate you must have this 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 and i don't give a crap where you graduate from school i don't care who your dad is i don't care how much money you make what can you do to show and prove that you're capable of maintaining that position well, first thing I'll go back and say, I think it needs to be just illegal and entrenched and codified that you cannot boot an MP just for voting against your party. No, let's say me. Let's say I want to be an mm-hmm. MP guy. What do I have to do to qualify for that right job? Right now, I think you pay a little bit of a fee. But that's, that's, <laughs> and that, that's then the problem. the party has to pick you as their candidate. But that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, so each party technically has the right to sort of set its own rules that's how it works right now mm-hmm. but as far as a citizen what do i want like uh, i'd like less lawyers first of all because you know the argument i had a friend who uh, was on the podcast and he's law and it's like why are there so many lawyers it's like well it makes sense because uh, and i'm not not thinking against him i'm not mocking him or anything but he's like it makes sense because they need to learn how to write the laws and they're working the laws i'm like no, 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 no. i didn't really harp him on this too much but it's like mm-hmm. we need different perspectives exactly and if everyone just goes in the same damn way of we know how to make laws, 
well, now you've made everything insanely complicated because they're all lawyers and they know how to finagle the law in a way, but that's not representation. So we need, there needs to be some, maybe at, at a higher level, it's like there can only be X amount of lawyers. And if there's too many lawyers, sorry, you can't run as a candidate. Especially too, when we see analyze humanity, there is the physical science and the human science. Mm -hmm. You cannot just have an engineer, a doctor, and a nuclear scientists mm. making decisions about life if you haven't asked the psychologist the healer the farmer you see what i mean mm. we, we are so disconnected from being human mm. that we truly believe the technology and numbers are the reason why we're here yeah and that's why when we see what you're saying example what you're saying i asked my dad this question i'm like that why do we have so many laws mm. don't you think that even the Bible, you, you you read those commandments. We can break them down to like five. Mm. We don't have to go ten. And following those ones, we can have a pretty good society if we follow. Don't murder that. people. Yeah, simple, basic. Don't steal people's basic, lives. Basic, <laughs> basic, basic stuff. But when we see the society, we see billions of laws that protect certain parties. We have a, a very complex vocabulary that most people have no idea what they're reading when they're like, what, what, what do I sign? Okay, here, okay. It's all made so we don't understand mm -hmm. what's happening. Or uh, they play with shenanigans. And like, that's what I, for me, <laughs> I look at America and like, to me, one of the biggest problems, a corruption aside on both parties, mm -hmm. um, stop these insanely 3,000 page bills where nobody knows what the fuck's in them and they'll have one or two big ones they're talking about and then the corrupt people slip something in the back end and nobody knows what in there. Hey, it's from the law. Like I was just listening to uh, a Breaking Point. It's a former Fox anchor and a foreign CNN, uh, CNN mm -hmm. people. They're center, center left with, but you know, they were talking about uh, the family behind Purdue Pharma and the opioid crisis. Well, they're trying to lobby now to make it so that they're protected from legal liability, even though they lost lost the, the court case saying they owe billions of dollars because they knew, they knew. And they're trying to skirt uh, criminal liability and, uh, and protect the industry now mm -hmm. from people coming after them again. And it's like, that shouldn't even be on the table. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Who allows these things? Yeah, they do with the money. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So that that's what I say from the beginning. It's a healing journey mm -hmm. because if, if we still have billions of people or millions of people who are willing to sell their souls for money so they can keep a job or a pension, mm -hmm. don't expect society to change. Yeah. Well, on that point, uh, I haven't read it, but allegedly mm -hmm. certain uh, local doctors that are famous globally because they're so sweet, little old mother, Bonnie Henry, put in her book, mm -hmm. eluding pretty hard. I wasn't making decisions based on health and safety. It's basically, I, I want to keep my job. And okay. there was a case, a hot mic in Ontario a year, year and a half ago. The two, they had two people. They're like, I don't know. I just read what I'm told. They were hot mic. They didn't oh know the mic God. was on. And that's, these people just want to keep their job. Yep. They're the health, they're, they actually have the authority to publicly say no. And if they get fired, they can then go to the court system and say, I got fired because I'm telling them what's right for health and safety, and they told me no because of politics. Mm -hmm. And the judge should hypothetically be like, wait a second, that's wrongful dismissal. And then it can be public knowledge that the government ignored the health and safety yeah. simply for politics because mm -hmm. Karens were yelling at them. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's exactly what I'm saying. Not until we get to that point where people who are in those positions, they, ha they have the spiritual strength to say no. Mm. 
they either go through that or they might be going through some other stuff that we are not aware of they mm-hmm. understand that too but again there are ways there are ways to help mm-hmm. but if people don't even talk about it if people are just act putting things under the rug we're going to continue that's why i said this process that we're experiencing right now is going to take a while mm-hmm. unfortunately human beings we have to struggle a lot to to change well you know it's uh even before covid there were some historians writing about how they feel like global tensions are similar to pre-world war one mm-hmm. and that war broke out for reasons that make no sense mm-hmm. um I heard an argument that it was to do with sort of back then they even had these global globalist type people who were manipulating things. And apparently even Hitler and for World War Two was kind of they were trying to manipulate him. And then when he's like, no, go fuck yourself because he's a crazy person. Uh, I'm my own person. Then that's when they like, you know, that's where it gets, quote, conspiracy because it's hard. So on that other thing, it's when it's very difficult to prove definitively, it mm-hmm. sounds conspiratorial. Mm-hmm. But then I always bring up, hey, UFOs were just confirmed. Then they're not saying they're aliens. Mm. We don't know. There's flying objects that we don't know what the fuck they are. Mm. That just means that people aren't nuts that have been seeing these mm-hmm. things. Now, some of the people's stories maybe don't make sense, but the idea that you, if UFOs have been confirmed by the U.S. government, they've been denying it to your face for 70 years. It means they've known about them since mm. World War II, and they way were lying that. to way you. Way before that. <laughs> oh, probably, but uh, the evidence, you know, at least, mm. you know... Uh, so they lied to you about that, and then they admit it seven years later. What else were they lying to you about? And that's not even like, hey, we're not saying they're aliens. We don't know what the fuck these things are, man. They fly around. They're faster than our jets. Mm. Uh, I was joking. It's actually Japanese technology. That's why they're like, come at us, bro, to China. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really them. Um, no Gundams, but those. But it's like, so we have the tension, pre-World War One tensions going on right now. With the division of pre-World War II, Germany, um, it's not that bad yet, but it's starting to feel like that to some degree. Uh, and the Internet. And then you have China doing what China's doing. They basically this week are openly saying, yeah, we're going to go after Taiwan. We're going after Taiwan. We're mm-hmm. going after Taiwan. Mm-hmm. How do we not have a big war in the next five? I thought it would be like five to ten years, but with China saying what it's saying now, I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, there are many good things I can say about this, but uh, I am a strong believer of we as a collective, whole bunch of people living in a specific area, whatever we're thinking and believe it, we manifest that in some way or form. Mm. When you see the narrative, it's always fear, who <gasps> Halloween story, Halloween movie every time. Um, I believe that, you know, war, every war that has been, ever been in history has always been at some type of setup. Mm. No, no, I don't think that people have ever fought for a real, real legit reasons. I think it has been just made up stories. But to- like, what's legit? Because I was, you know, I was, uh, uh, was telling my wife about like, humans have this concept, only us, we fight for territory. Oh, we're so, we always want resources. I'm like, what if, you know, a grizzly bear has like a territory of like, I don't know, two, th- 100, I don't remember, 100, mm-hmm. 200, 300,000 kilometers and other major grizzly bears stay the fuck out of his territory. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that nature does it. Mm-hmm. If we're animals, we do it, mm-hmm. but we're, you know, intelligent enough that we have to be like, hey, like we can't just destroy everything because we all want this shit yeah. all the time. So, you know, 
set up or not or act sometimes i think it is just a no, i'm talking about like the wars they are like more the recent ones yeah. they're more political oh, in yeah, the ancient yeah. times obviously it was different times yeah resources i yeah. want i yeah. want my salt bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah my gold stuff like that yeah but now it's more like political stuff the the you know it's sad to see how many great people have been sacrificed for political things that, that, that don't make any sense and mm. you know that's why to me the number one solution for our world is that emotional healing for mm. every single citizen so whatever we project that out there that is it's as an emanation of, of that type of sovereignty energy that they no matter what that you throw at me it just bounce mm. it bounce and we that's what we have to have this type of human conversations it's not so much into what did guy say that guy say but what am i getting from this mm. why do i keep following this shit why do I, do I i don't invest my time in things that are going to help me to become more independent instead of more codependent on things we even forgot the basic things of you know i think the, the educational system should teach every child to grow their own food mm. how to cook how we don't teach any of that so how do we expect to become a self-sufficient type of society when we're still check quote-unquote the news to see what's happening in the mm. world yeah. <laughs> well you know it's, there's that billionaire who wants to build like a new green city in the middle of the desert and he wants to build a sustainable mm -hmm. uh just to self-sustain itself and i i was I, i remember having this conversation years ago they're like we can't do that because we're all living in cities now i'm like have green have vertical towers with gardens in them mm -hmm. and you can all have you know tomatoes hanging off the side of the building and they're like that's crazy that's not how anything works i'm starting to see some architects i saw a taiwanese architect i even saw one in vancouver now that people are starting to do that that's and it's these ideas we put in our head well cities are built like this you can't do that i'm like why not that's right i'll look at all that surface area for sunlight you could easily have gardens growing off the side of buildings you could have them inside you could have uh, you can you can have a lot of people crammed in and still have the gardens get away from the traditional ideology that we need these swa huge swaths of field to grow. We don't need that. We understand how it works now. Yeah. But people 10 years ago were like, you're fucking crazy. That's not... But that, that's exactly the, the big misconception or, or illusion that we truly believe that nature or anything that comes from nature is all or doesn't work. Mm -hmm. The pill works. The 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 robot is better than the natural thing you know and that's why especially what you're mentioning is so important because of in a, i'm not an architect but i'm kind of familiar with what you're saying especially when you the type of elements that you use to build the position in the planet of what you're building what type of natural resources you have around the position of the sun you can change the vortex or the energy of certain places and that allows things to flourish better Mm -hmm. it's not just a cement it's not just a block or a building or a high rise it's nothing like that in the ancient times they had a lot of technologies we even we haven't we are not aware of yeah there, well there was like uh, i remember reading an article about roman concrete up until recently they couldn't figure out how in the hell they made concrete that was so strong and they couldn't figure it out forever yeah. they recently it had something to do with volcanic ash that the way they were doing mm -hmm. it and it just created a super strong chemical bond mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, f since modern concrete, you know, the last hundred years, they'd be like, how did the Romans s figure this out? Mm -hmm. And it's lasted longer than anything we can produce today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, this idea that the ancients were stupid. That's, it's, it's like, you don't well, know that. Well, I think that one of the, I, I, 
it's might be controversial what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say I think that once in the future people realize what Atlantis was, what Lemuria was, we'll be blown away with the type of technology that we had before. Mm. They have been lost in time. What do you think Atlantis is like? What it was? Oh uh, well, <laughs> I think that's gonna be a long conversation. Yeah. But yeah. it's a, an ancient civilization that that was here and. You know, there was a lot of wars there, spiritual wars, technological wars. They fell apart and they rebuilt again. Civilization has been has been destroyed and rebuilt over and over. It's mm. the same cycle has happened over and over. It's a you said it's a couple themes there that it's like uh, sci-fi shows. Reminds you ever see Stargate SG One ever? No, but I've heard about yeah, it. They yeah, they sort of allude to that that they're, they're humans. There was some ancient races, humans evolved on this planet like a hundred million years ago, and then they left a million years ago. And Atlantis was their advanced, their advanced thing, and they left, and then they came back, you know, a couple thousand years ago. And then you know, it was the Egyptians, it was uh, these uh, parasitic people, the uh, Gauld. They mm-hmm. had that's what it was landing platforms. But it's it's interesting. And then it, this has happened before, happened again. Is a classic line at the very uh, spoiler alert at the very end of Battlestar Galactica. This mm-hmm. has happened. It gets very like gaudy, and they, they end up being an angels being like, "Yeah, eh, why do they always play this game? It's happened before. It's <laughs> yeah. going to happen." And it was on a grand galactic scale where we build robots, robots fight us, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and then they merge. And our current human civilization is a merge of the last iteration of the robots, and mm-hmm. like genetically, they mm-hmm. literally merged. It somehow happened that yeah. human-like androids that, that were somehow able to conceive, and the, the way they tied it in, it Hybrid. was the original one was Lucy, like you know the Lucy. Uh, the, yeah, that's but, how they in that series they t- it was like oh that's interesting. All, all <laughs> I'm saying I I know there are a lot of creative people out there, yeah. but there is a lot of science fiction that is created based on things that they actually exist. Yeah, and I think that that's something I don't think they were ready for that type of conversations yeah. yet. But in the future, it will be that's something I'm really looking forward just because we can drastically change our society yeah. if we just open our mind to see that there is way more than what we think. Well, it's, you know, what's that show, The Expanse. Have you ever seen The Expanse? No, no sci-fi for you. No. So The Expanse, they find a spoiler alert again. Mm-hmm. Um, they find this molecule. They call it the proto molecule, mm-hmm. and it's like this is alien. They don't know what it is. It's like this blue chemical, and it keeps doing things. It's like a sentient molecule. Because what it was, it was a it was a technology that was meant to gather resources to build a specific thing. But in the process, it had no set path. Because it would start with one molecule, then two, then it would start building things, it would start creating things, it would infect people to do what it wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. And it was simply a technology. It, its end goal was to evolve, however it did it, to build a gateway. Mm-hmm. That was it. And it got me thinking is... Is there a set endpoint for evolution, as in it will inevitably always end up like this? Or is it an open-ended code, as in it's just a yes and no algorithm, and it doesn't really care? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Evolution is a yes, no, yes, no. Go this way, work, no, well, that end, that branch dies. And, mm-hmm. Or is it a yes, no process to an end goal, like, say, an energy being, mm-hmm. and the universe doesn't care how you achieve it? It's uh, crazy, well, No, right? no, you're saying <laughs> I can, like... Um, I, I think it all comes down to an individual journey mm-hmm. because I think that I, I, if you ask me my point of view on life, I think that this is not the first time we live. I think that we have been doing this for many, many times. Like and reincarnation or I, I don't, I don't call it reincarnation because reincarnation is the understanding of you having a, a human experience, dying, and then going back into the same type of similar experience that we know 
memories of your previous experiences. Mm. That's reincarnation when your system literally takes away everything you have learned. And you have to, it's like you learn, get into black belt, mm. you die, and you forget everything again. Mm -hmm. That's reincarnation. Incarnation is when you maintain the experiences you have acquired that you can recall what you have experienced, mm. and that's why the spiritual activation or healing is so important to be able to have access to those type of experiences. And that's what's up. I mean, I don't want to go to that, but that's what's so main force the vaccines because the vaccines change the mm. way we our DNA works, the way the way the memories are activated. Potentially, though. you know, I'm just because I don't know enough. I'll be like, I don't know one way or the other. All yeah. I know is there's no long term data. So come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but I find with modern medicine in general, we can find out that that thing that we thought we were helping. Us was actually only treating the symptoms, not the cause. Mm -hmm. And that you find a lot of the times people get off all sorts of medications because they find out what the cause was. Mm -hmm. They fix the cause. They're like, oh, I don't need all these medications. Even how many times you see people just doing intermittent fasting yeah, it fixes and, and fixes 50% of their diseases. Yeah, my it's, wife. It's crazy. Yeah. That's, so that shows right there that the real technology is not being shared. It's yeah. not being passed on because that doesn't make money. Yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't make money. Yeah. And we live in a society that's run by money. We truly believe that our main purpose of being this planet is to earn as much money. So when we die, we are successful. That's mm -hmm. the biggest science fiction story of all. Yeah. It's not. That's why we. it's so easy for us to compete with each other. It's so easy for us to stop, uh, stop each other in the back because we see that's our ultimate goal. Mm. There is never like, oh. I'm here to learn. Oh, I'm here to say. Well, no see, to it's an interesting because um, talking about evolution, like if I compare the fundamental survival mechanism for any species is, is gathering of resources. You don't think if that bear couldn't gather all the deer and pile it and it had refrigeration, <laughs> it wouldn't figure out how to do that. Mm -hmm. So the gathering of resources is a algorithmic method for survival and passing on the genes because all the genes want to do is survive. But here we're now at a species point where some of us want to get past that. Now we want enough. So that's why I say politically, the left says everyone should be equal. And I'm like, that's not how that works because we just don't all have the equal skill set. Exactly. It just doesn't work like that. Equity. Yeah. It will be the, the word for this because, you yeah. know, equity to, you know, uh, to, what does it mean to you? Equity. Uh, well, the definition keeps changing. Like To me, equity means um, when we are fair based on individual situations mm. let's say you have a broken leg mm. and there is a block next to us you have the opportunity to go pick it up but i do know that i'm i'm healthy mm. so who should be picking up that block you or me mm. that's equity yeah even when you should be picking up the block just because you have that limitation right there the law should be changed based on the circumstances mm. not everybody has the same opportunities not everybody has the same uh, physical health not everybody lives in the same area so the law should be changed based on the circumstances and not so much about e equality mm -hmm. it's like a, a billionaire giving 10 bucks to you mm -hmm. or a homeless guy giving 10 bucks to you is yeah. that the same no it's not the same so yeah. that's equity yeah. when you make it fair based on what you can offer and what you can get see that's where we get risky because I believe that, and this is definitely controversial, some of you are just never going to do it. Some of you are going to excel, and most of you are in the middle. Mm -hmm. And the more we fight that, 
the more we're going to fuck up regardless of what size. Cause I just look around, I, I look at that and I'm like, that follows a universal code, the bell curve model of expense, uh, energy output. Now, some people are really good with their hands. Some people are really good intellectually. Mm-hmm. Some people are really good at whatever. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. One, you can't make everyone the same, but as far as I just think there is 10% of the population, I'm just like, I'm sorry. They're, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you want me to do with these people. That's what I said from the beginning yeah. after this experience, it has been a big, big journey for me to just accept what I cannot change. Yeah. People who I know, they're great. They have good heart, but they cannot see yeah. what's in front of them. And what are you going to do? Accept it. Well, you know, it's even on an evolution, I think from a species gene survival, mm-hmm. if the entire species takes too many risks too often, the whole thing will be wiped out. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if we take that same model, uh, 10% of people are just factually useless. And then we as a society have to decide what we want to do with these people. Uh, you know, morally, we should not treat them like dirt, but just accept they're not doing anything. Uh, 10% of the people are going to just excel, whatever the topic. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be producers. And everyone else just sort of lives between. Uh, lives sort of comfortably. But from a genetic sort of species perspective, it's like you need that middle group to kind of just be comfortable chilling. Because if too many people are taking risks, the whole thing gets wiped out. Mm-hmm. You want that other 10% on the other side to experiment and do stuff. But historically, if we look at society, that 10% that is driving the society forward actually usually get killed for it. And it's after they die for it, mm. people, people are like, are, oh, oh, they were right. Exactly. exactly. You know, and yeah. so the middle group is the people sort of accepting, well, we have to do what we're told because it's safe and this, and mm-hmm. we need stability, rules and laws. And then you, other people are like, hey, this isn't, like I understand the health and safety aspect and we do need to protect those who, who are vulnerable but this is not the way we do it they're the ones who get ostracized and then when things collapse or go poorly they look back and like hmm ooh it's like the guy who discovered uh, plate, te- plate tectonics in his time they're like laughed him out of science you're a lunatic you're like a crazy person and then like after he died like broke and it's like Nikola Tesla too who were just now rediscovering a lot of the stuff he figured out um the, the, the plate tectonics like 40 years or something after he died someone's like oh we got this new information do you know I think there was somebody who thought of this already and had a, an argument maybe I should look at their writing and they're like you know he was right but in his time he just ostracized or you know uh, I forgot the Greek Greek guy who got killed for his beliefs uh, I forget like Plato not Plato the other mm-hmm. one um you know, the earth is uh, not the center of the solar system kind of thing. And they're like, you will die if you're a blasphemy. And he was right. Yeah. Right. So often the people who are telling you who are correct are not in that middle group. But that middle group exists to keep the species going, surviving in case that person is mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. But it'll always be that outlier who drives us forward because it's the outliers that are creative. It's mm-hmm. the outliers who think differently. Mm-hmm. You know, that great model, think different from Apple, mm-hmm. except now they're not doing that. <laughs> Just no. be another generic company. No, 100%. They, and the pressure, the same thing has happened in, uh, in ancient times, the same cycle. You know, uh, society gets control. We claim our sovereignty. There is a revolution. We rebuild a uh, happy system. System gets corrupted again. We go the same cycle over mm-hmm. and over. I think we're getting to the stage in the same cycle where the middle part are just realizing that the other guys are not wrong. Mm-hmm. That we have to, like, okay, there is something we need to question. But I think uh, I this is more connected to your question of what do you think is evolution. I think uh, as a 
I have my own evolution, individual, mm. and we have the collective. Mm. As the collective, I think we're going through, uh, for sure, more, I would say, metaphysical, spiritual, energetic type of evolution that we're realizing that technology is non-physical. Mm. It's not just cables and, and hammers. It's, it's, it's way beyond that. And even you mentioned Nikola Tesla. How do you think he discovered all of that? Yeah, well, or it, Da Vinci? It, like, uh, what the hell? <laughs> had to do some stream of consciousness that, that, that most people are not aware of. Um, and that's why it's, uh, it's, it's tough because talking about this can put you in a, in a, in a category where a lot of people label you as a, you know, the weird guy, the black sheep, the, but, uh, you know, sooner or later, I think the people who are in that category, they know inside that is, is, it comes with the job, mm. <laughs> you know? And yeah. that's what I said. I think those people who are like that, they see life more as a spiritual journey and not so much about who congratulates them or who sees what they're doing because sooner or later, they know that what they're going after, mm. that's going to be what they need to to checklist to the next one well a lot of people like that checklist and it's like i you know i used to be well i used to want to be like the millionaire the ferraris and i'm still not against having that kind of money nothing wrong with that set up the lifestyle but i'm like i just i was burning out chasing it i'm like you know i just i'm missing something uh i don't connect with other people that's that's the thing that i'm missing which makes it very difficult to succeed if you don't have the support you don't have mm -hmm. you're not going to succeed so i just kind of was like ah, i don't need that much i'm fine with it uh, i may or may not have convinced someone else um, <laughs> the, the same sort of attitude like mm -hmm. while i like things mm -hmm. like we just got a brand new uh, home home speaker and we we're debating should we spend the money on this because it's it's not cheap mm -hmm. you know it's like a two thousand dollar speaker or something but we we're listening to the quality like it's a company we know is it's good and we're like, should we spend the money on this? We, it's a Bang & Olufsen. And we've had little Bang & Olufsen speakers before, and I'm probably butchering the name. But we went and listened to a Sonos and a Bose, and we're like, you know, it is actually that much better. And we're like, we know the quality of these. We spend the money, it's good for like 10, 15 years. The other thing she had from it, uh, it was like, she's had it for six years, like brand new. So we're like, you know, this is worth it. So having the money to be able to, I want to buy quality mm -hmm. and, and, and buy those things to enhance your life because we're going to use it every day. But if you're just buying the new cell phone, mm -hmm. you know, my wife was saying, you know, this is the first year I haven't bought the new iPhone. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, it's because, you know, actually, you know, if you're a tech, I'm not a huge tech nerd, but I know there's something called uh, Moore's Law about uh, every two years or whatever this, capacitor or whatever they double well i i was reading up on it they're actually at the limit of that mm -hmm. of how fast our cpus can get they're hitting the upper limit of our technology which so you're not going to start seeing new phones that are much better anymore or new computer we're kind of at the limit the next stage is quantum computing and we're probably again i don't know exact i don't know how it works but i know that the, the quantum computers are capable of so much more mm -hmm. but we're probably 10 15 20 years away from uh having quantum computers in the home it may be longer i i don't really understand the technology fully but i know that's the next stage so do i really need the new phone now at this point not really because the technology is actually kind of at its upper peak but you're still gonna be convinced mm -hmm. people i need the money to buy the thing that every year is like but do you actually like the speaker we bought we're like you know what we watch a lot of netflix we're gonna enjoy it let's spend the extra thousand dollars from comparable model mm -hmm. 
it's a noticeable difference for us. We can hear the difference in sound quality. It's worth it. So we want to have money so we can do that kind of thing. But a lot of people, like I got asked uh, a while ago, what do you think of capitalism? I'm like, capitalism is fine, but consumerism is not. Because what capitalism does is it allows those who can to do and find those solutions to the problems that we need. And if they get wealthy off of it, great. The problem with capitalism is it's unchecked when you have unchecked douchebags doing capitalism. Mm -hmm. Like the big corporations now that just don't give two fucks. They say they do, but they don't they don't give a shit. Uh, and you can see it by how they're acting mm -hmm. uh, uh, and consumerism. You need to buy this new thing. It's like, but do you? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Especially if you're an environmentalist, uh, the hardcore, you should be a very against consumerism. And a lot of people who say they're pro environment are super consumerist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I think, it, you know, obviously I'm nobody to say how people should be perceiving money or material things obviously it's a journey for everybody F but from my own experience mm. there's nothing wrong mm. with people wanting nice things money there's nothing wrong with that i think it's more like a, the use that we give and the value that we give um you know money is really a tool for experiences yeah. you know to 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 experience all experience depends what you want to do if you want to go in nature that's free <laughs> go for a walk yeah but i'm <laughs> saying like to to have we live in a system yeah. they sold based on money so we have to adapt to that truth um i just think that we have a such a toxic relationship with money based on it's one thing when i see money as a tool another thing when i see money as the end my identity the end. Yeah. my identity like yeah. a little a lot of people most a lot of people see their bank account number as that's how much worth I am. This is my network. Mm. To me, I'm like, uh, that's, that's, that's your value as a person. Mm -hmm. And they're, yeah, for sure. I'm a successful guy, mm -hmm. but they have a miserable life. Yeah. I question that. Or I have the guy who has barely anything, but he's, he's, he's in his journey. He's not where he would like to be, yeah. but he's fulfilled inside. So it's how, you know, the truth can be, you know, it's a, again, one of my favorite, he doesn't put enough out there on the internet, Naval Ramakant. So mm -hmm. if you don't know him, he's like a Silicon Valley guru. He helps people. He's worth a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, but he, his, he does not like this system. He was, he's, was railing against politics during COVID. He's like, you're all nuts, you know. But much more, he's so much more intelligent how he communicates than me. <laughs> um, but he's basically like, you need to, if you want to be truly free, you need enough money to be free of the system yeah. and I think he put it at a, like seven, eight, ten million dollars you get there like you can as long as you're not being a douche that's you can kind of do what you want that's what I wanted to say because yeah. it's it's possible to make it but it's, yeah. is it possible to do it with integrity yeah mm, that's it's well, possible because what, what he meant is you need so much money that they can't just come after you willy nilly and mm -hmm. threaten you he's like dude I can just what are you going to do? I just sit on the money. Unless you uh, committed a crime that you can arrest me for, are you going to mm -hmm. dock or something? Mm -hmm. And even if then you get enough money, just book it and bail. You know, um, he's just saying you need enough money to truly be free in our system that's mm -hmm. been built and corrupted. You need enough money so that you can actually be free. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have it, unfortunately, it's a lot of money now. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. You need that much money so to be much. free of the system mm -hmm. so that they, this, like, oh, the city wants to. I knew a guy, my old landlord, he. I don't know how much money he had. His house was probably worth like $14 million. And he, 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 he lived like a modest lifestyle, super, super cheap. But I watched him fuck around with city workers and the politicians because they're like, listen, we're not, leave that guy alone. Like he's not being malicious, but they knew 
that if they come after him, he'd fuck around with them in the courts just for fun because he found it entertaining. So he got away with st- all sorts of stuff that it's like, I know he's breaking the law. They left him alone because he's got that kind of money. Where it's like, listen, you guys want to come after me? By all means, I'll tell my lawyer to run you guys around, waste a million dollars of taxpayer money in court to screw with me, and I'll enjoy it. So they just left him alone. Like, he wasn't doing anything malicious. He's just a bit of a dick who screwed around and was not following certain rules and laws. Not like not big ones, but it was more annoying. But that's what I realized, like, oh, that's what it means to have that kind of money. Because then the only people who can come after you are like the billionaires. Then they can come after yeah, him, yeah, but yeah. why would they? He's nobody to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably had fifty, hundred million dollars, <laughs> which is enough to like, you know, he had a he had a property right next to the casino, and the casino apparently offered him like twenty million dollars for the property. He's like, "Fuck you, I don't want to sell." Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's got enough. Like, he's like, doesn't want a twenty million dollars. The property was a piece of shit. He just wanted to keep it. <laughs> like, just just the city wants it gone because it's an eyesore, and he's like, "Nope, I'm good." Mm-hmm. Like that's. That's what that means. That's what Naval kind of means. He's out of the city. They can't bully him. He's got too much money to be bullied. Well, so imagine all the people who want money do that. Yeah. But we don't have the balls to do that. Yeah. We don't. Because you fear loss, right? If you fear I'm going to lose my job. Uh, like I've talked to several people like, I want to, I'm going to agree with the narrative because I want to travel. I want to, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to do that. And I so want to do that's, that. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. But, if you think like that, I'm talking to whoever thinks like that, mm. don't expect to have a different type of life because you you are not there. We're not there yet. Mm. That's why when when we talk about, I want to go back to normal. Yeah. I'm like, what is normal? Yeah. What is normal? I mean, normal. there's certain things I actually like. Like I've been saying for years, I never understood why we're with the invention of computers, why so many jobs are still driving to and from work all the time. It's mm-hmm. about control. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing... I was like, oh man, like my wife started working from home and she's so much happier mm-hmm. and more productive. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is a good thing. And we're already seeing corporations be like, we want people back in the offices. Mm-hmm. And like, people are happier. It's better for the environment, less commuting. Like, I didn't understand. And like, people, the, the, everyone wants to go back to that. And I'm like, well, that's Why? something positive that got out of this is you can work from home, you can be with your family, you're more productive. You have more free time now because you're not wasting two hours commuting every day. Mm-hmm. If you're for the environment, you should be for working from home. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I said. Yeah. Don't, don't you think it's easy to see when somebody truly cares? Yeah, it's very to me. It's very easy. Yeah, like I don't have to be. To me, when we live in a society where the the system forces us to be working so many hours, to barely have enough money to provide for a family, and to see a vacation as the ultimate goal, that's mm-hmm. slavery. Yeah. The things that we truly think that this is what we're here for. That's what I say. The evolution to get to that point where mm-hmm. technology, we're way, way back. We have yeah. to still long time, but uh, I'm optimistic. I think things have changing for sure. But um, so you yeah. asked me a question, like what, John? What do you think we need to see to change to make it happen? What uh-huh. do you think? Well, before I'm gonna put myself as an example. Uh, if, if I want to have a different type of life outside, if I want to have something that I dream about, I first have to change myself. Hmm. It's just as a first step, basic. If, I'm, if I don't believe in what I can do, if I don't feel good with my life, if I feel like I know myself, what the fuck am I going to do? Nothing. Hmm. I'm going to get a crappy experience. So not until we have that type of talks with ourselves, in the outside, that's secondary. doesn't matter. 
So I think that this is what every single person has to face, no matter what. Once we go to the first stage, we can talk. Mm -hmm. But that's like, you know, I see like martial arts. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn how to fight, you first have to learn how to walk. Mm -hmm. You know, and I... Fundamentals. No, walk. Would you walk and jog and jump? Crawl, then walk. (laughs) Push, yeah. yeah. So that's why to me, what do we have to do? Become get in touch to that human essence mm. that comes with feelings with thoughts with honesty with you know realizing what we're doing when we have that conversation we will realize that we're doing a lot of things that we don't have to do yeah. or we are so programmed to be out in autopilot mm. that we are just copying examples from our ancestors without even questioning if they work or not mm. oh my mom is like this I should be doing the same oh my dad is that doing that job? I guess I should keep the same tradition. Yeah. No, the that's classic. Not. I did this when I was a kid, so you must. It's like okay, and, but do uh, I? And that's, that's <laughs> another one too. Anybody who is sixty years old and tells me when I was your age, I'm like, wait, wait. The wait, world wait. is different. It was very <laughs> different. You would be working at I don't know Tim Hortons here. Yeah. Okay. So. And you all oh, know, fifty years ago, you could work at Tim Hortons and you'd have a mortgage on a <laughs> yeah, house, no problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had that. It took me a long. My parents were in their early seventies. It took me a long time to convince them. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I don't fit in with society. I don't. You can't force me. It's never gonna happen. I'm gonna get fired from most jobs regardless. <laughs> like it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um. And like, you know, when I was a kid, I just like, I'm like, listen, when you were a kid, you could work any shitty job and buy a house within three years. Yes, okay. You c- yes. It's impossible now to impossible. do that. Impossible. What do you have to do? Like- and, you know, I was, I, I, this, well, I think it was the Tim Ferriss podcast. This woman was telling the story and I always, I tell my students now and the moral is uh, before I tell the story, the moral is like, are you doing something this way or do you think something just because that's what you've been told to do or is it just because what you saw and you never put much thought in it so the story goes like this i think i've told it before but it's a very simple way to make the point uh his wife is cooking turkey dinner for thanksgiving we're on thanksgiving weekend (laughs) right um uh, and she cuts the end off the turkey and puts it in the oven and the husband is like what are you doing like why would you put the turkey in with cutting it off it ruins it that's what I was taught to do that's how you do it and he's like no it's not it's like why are you doing that and it says oh my mother did it I could go ask the mother it's like why did you cut the end of the turkey off um, to go into the oven and she's like well my mother did it so they go to the grandma grandma is still alive says well why did you do that is there like it doesn't make any sense does it or is it just like oh there was a very good reason I did it it's I had a really small oven and the turkeys wouldn't fit in so I'd cut it off and put it in and the daughter the the mother of the original person just saw that and copied it so for example uh with my wife who's uh, chinese we you know often with mixed race couples you have a lot of conflict and the conflict other than normal couple stuff is coming from we have to do it like this we have to do it like that and it's like okay but do we so you grew up with certain ideologies of it must be done like this because in her culture they do it like this and I'm and then we had to have we had a you know many fights about mm-hmm. it I'm like but we got to the point where it's like okay, but what do we prefer like what what do we like doing mm-hmm. and some things we like from her culture some things we like from what I'm upbringing and a lot you know a lot of people don't want to have those conversations they just want to stick no mm-hmm. my way yeah. but I'm like okay but we want to live our life our way are we doing these things because we're just taught it or are we doing it because it's mm-hmm. the best way or what we think. Right? And don't you think what, you, uh, what you're saying is excellent? 
but don't you think what you're saying is still uh, another form of evolution yeah. that's why to me um identity is not established it's not set in stone identity mm. is always changing based on what you're learning mm. identity is not just my name but my beliefs and if you believe something a new uh new evidence is proven or presented to you it's mm -hmm. up to you if you keep choosing the same old belief or you have a new belief so when you acquire a new belief your identity changes mm -hmm. uh that's what you're saying that's uh, the main reason why i don't really like to talk about i am venezuelan mm -hmm. i love my country because i truly love humanity i see i don't care if you are from israel canada or china it's another human being if you want to separate us We separate people who care about people and who care who not care about people. Mm. So that's to me the same uh, philosophy from if you are in a relationship, this is my way, this is my way. Okay, what can we do to meet each other halfway, mm. find a common ground so we can make this work? Mm. The problem is when one side thinks that the other side is No, yeah, no this is my it. side, no? I'm like, okay. No, okay. you're wrong. I'm out. <laughs> you know, I often say that, you know, people call me stubborn my whole life, but it's it's not necessarily that. It's make your argument. And if you don't come with more facts or knowledge than I have, then you haven't convinced exactly. me. And so they're like, you're stubborn. I'm like, but you haven't either. You haven't told me anything I didn't already know. You haven't come in any with new perspective. You're just regurgitating something. I'm not sure you really understand your point enough to convince me because I have been convinced. It takes me. It's a lot harder to convince me than mm -hmm. a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. And but I'm like, just go do your research. Like, come to me with some facts. I don't want to do that. You're stubborn. Or I, I've had one person say, "Oh, I can never win an argument with you." I'm like, "But why? You, you don't want to?" Well, I just I'm not gonna. I can't. I don't have that in me. I'm like, well, then how are you gonna convince me to do anything? <laughs> like, well, you're just a dick. It's like that's it's like no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, you know. I think a lot of people believe that good conversations are only joyful and pretty they're not yeah. great conversations come with controversy with mm. with issues being brought to the table you know being heated but then you find the common ground i think that we have no idea how to be so we forgot how to be social like you know when you have a table in a or you're in a party we barely see people disagreeing with each other and still be able to find a common ground to have fun mm. As soon as you see somebody disagreeing with the other, you feel, oh, 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 oh I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Go to the bathroom, bye. Yeah. That's the type of thing that we don't know how to, we, we forget the controversy or disagreement is part of the evolution. Mm. It's like with science, scientists, they try to do an experiment and they mess it up. What do they do? They reevaluate everything. They do a, find a different approach and they find some, the same thing with, with everything. The thing is that, We are so programmed that we we never want to be wrong. Mm. We think that being wrong is is a uh, is lack of I don't know. Um, it's not being strong. It's being vulnerable. Mm. But when in fact, vulnerability is a true way to grow. Yeah, we have to admit when we're wrong. We have to admit when we don't know something, so we can learn new things. Most people don't want to go through that. Mm. No, most people can never say to somebody, "I'm sorry, mm. I didn't know." No way. That's the ego is so high that I'd rather die than tell that guy that was wrong. But you should have known. No, but that's, <laughs> that's another, where they come that, at. That's another like, part of it. How could I, you know, I was saying, because I've been teaching long enough, like I, I've learned so much through teaching. It's like, no, they shouldn't have known. If nobody's taught them, 
Mm-hmm. They don't know. So, you know, th- this is where you have to be careful of indoctrination versus education. I, one is open-ended and one is no, there's only one answer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I often have, say to my wife, like, I don't know. And she's like, that's not an excuse. I'm like, nobody taught me in my life. No, she's very smart and very mm-hmm. quick at learning. She's like, well, I just do it. I'm like, but I'm not you. <laughs> like, if you don't want to teach me how to do this thing, I'm not going to learn because I'm not that motivated. So if you want to teach me, I'll do it. <laughs> if you don't want to teach me, I'm not. And I, I probably have some undiagnosed whatever. It yeah. doesn't stop me from doing anything, but I, you know, forget. I focus. I need mm-hmm. to. You know, I'm a weird mix of whatever the fuck. I can't do the same thing too often to build develop the skill set, but I, you know, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, so I'll learn eventually. I just I have a quick learning curve for some things and a slow learning curve. We all for other are things, diff- right? different. That's another yeah. one to just because we don't learn the same thing this, as fast as other people doesn't mean that. Of course not. No, yeah. it's a different way because that's yeah. another point. Everybody thinks there is one way, yeah. one approach. It's for not, me, it works like that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it's not that way. Yeah, it's not that way. Like I have students, like I approach self-defense a lot more intellectual and a lot more conceptual and theory. I do discussions and all that. And a lot of people don't like it because I just want to learn to punch people in the face. I'm like, that's not that's the not. whole thing. <laughs> and I'd see, I mean, I see students, some of them have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And for those students, I'm like, that's fine. The ideas and concepts will seep into their brain if they just stay consistent. They'll, they'll be doing it whether they realize it or not. Mm-hmm. Other students, they just boom right away. Some mm-hmm. students need to, you know, a little bit of time to get it in their head. Mm-hmm. As long as they keep coming. They'll get it one way or the other, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I really don't like it when educators, the science of education, it's like there's no such thing as learning style. I'm like, go fuck yourself. You're a bunch of liars. That's bullshit. You're lying to yourself. You're doing that because the administrators want it easy for them to manage an education system. Fuck you. That to, that, <laughs> to me, the educational system is the biggest form to traumatize a child <laughs> right away. Explain that. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I'm gonna speak from my own experience. I think that how many of us went to school and we truly felt less than other people just because of we were not in the ranking top mm-hmm. ten. Who knows? Or you know, uh, some kids cannot memorize things in a specific way. You know, I, I think that that creates a, a illusion standard. A, a, an illusion of what standards should be like or mm. what normal should be like. And that's when, as kids, we get programmed to look to the, our size mm. um, and start comparing. Mm. Like, oh, the person. So that's, we start losing who we are to be like the person on the right, the person on the left. And whoever gets less judged by a society, we want to be like mm. them. Well, I do want to get into that, but before I get into that, mm. How was going to school in Venezuela? Because I'm interested when every, everyone's like, oh, I went to school, but we don't often think, oh, they might have had a different different thing. In what sense? Because there are many layers of school. Like overall, hmm. uh, overall was as good as I possibly can be. Um, like compared to here, if you've seen it. Oh, here is, uh, here is like great right? <laughs> butterflies, yeah. the, the chocolates. No, 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 no. The Venezuela is very different. Um but I, you know, I made it and it's just different just because of there is a lot of bullying situations that you really have to fight. Yeah. You really have to. If you want to make, you have to fight. Yeah. There is no other way. The teachers aren't going to intervene. No, no, no. <laughs> no it's oh, like, a kid just got stabbed? No problem. Oh, sorry. It's like you have, especially when a lot of times, you know, the, they, the guys act like nothing is happening and then they wait for you outside. So you still have to fight no matter what. Yeah. that aspect and I would say the competition aspect and uh, that's why I play sports mm. you know playing sports was my sanity to 
to stay away from a lot of things that would not serve me, you know, and that's why I guess among all that crap, people saw me as the sport guy, mm. you know, and that's why I guess I made it. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, it you were the cool kid. No, even the cool kid, but they saying no, saying like the guy who's not dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> the so the grades thing, like it's. I think we need standardized grades. However, if it becomes about the system needing it as a mechanism of their measurement it's bad so what i mean by that is again if i believe that some people are just useless at things and other people are great at things that gives us a general idea of yes i do think we need a little bit of that comparison of ah oh, either i really suck at this or i need to work harder however here's the caveat it shouldn't be the total like that outcome shouldn't be dictating how the rest of your life goes mm-hmm. no. it's just telling you i suck at this subject and if i want to know more i got to study more i see this like when you go to an airport yeah. Where am I going? Oh, this guy's going to go to Italy. Yeah. You're going to... Where are you going? It's something like that. Just yeah. because I'm evaluating you and just because you you didn't get a good grade in math, yeah. that, shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a topic of conversation to be, oh, I need to call your parents. You didn't get a good grade for math. No, no. Yeah. He's not good at math. Okay, let's put him to the letters, mm. into the humanity aspect or musician. There is always something. Mm. But when you call the parents of a child because he didn't get good grades or because the the guys is a lot of times too the education what well, a lot of times no all the time the educational system never sees the individual problems that the kid is going through how many times do you see kids going through problems at home and nobody knows yeah. and then the kid's always quiet being bullied and then the kids fail a test how did what do you think is going to happen to a child yeah. Traumatized for life. And then a lot we, of those kids, their parents are the problem. <laughs> in, in, all the time. Yeah. All the time. But nobody's helping those kids to get that release. Mm-hmm. It's to get, to be heard, to be educated properly. You know, they don't know. They don't know. So kids having issues at home, they go to school, they fail a test, they get even worse. The uh, teachers call their parents to tell them that the kid's not doing well. That's right away the biggest trauma. It's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? You're the educator. <laughs> and then when they grow, yeah. they're like, I wonder why I don't believe in myself. I wonder mm. why I'm so scared of the world because it's a trauma. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, such a program. Yeah. We're, we're planning, depending on how things go, but I think we'll make it happen to homeschool because I'm a capable teacher. She'll teach the math. I'm not doing that <laughs> one. But the, if, you look at the kids who do well regardless it's not even necessarily an intelligence thing it's mm-hmm. that their parents were there saying let's make sure you get educated go here sometimes it's about money sometimes it's not about money and then a story about uh, there was a, one of the first black congressmen or senators i can never remember was telling a story about his grandfather he was raised by his grandparents his grandfather used to read a newspaper every morning all the time and he saw that and he got into reading and all this stuff. His grandfather was illiterate. He was not reading the newspaper. But his grandfather was setting a behavior mm-hmm. for him that you to get up and read. Could not reading, couldn't read. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. People always think it's about money. And it's like, no, no, no. You need role models in your life. I was listening to uh, Rex Murphy. He's a Canadian uh, broadcaster. A little bit more conservative. They're going after him now because he's shitting on CBC now and all that. He used to be on CBC. Mm-hmm. Um and he was like, yeah, his parents, he's like Nova Scotia from way back when he's like 70, 80 now. And 
like oh my parents weren't the most educated people but they were always like you need to read you need to do that so if you have parents regardless of their education encouraging to do the right to thing, do the right thing yeah, yeah, for sure. regardless of money you can do it obviously if yes. you have a kid getting paid to go to the best schools with the best educators they'll have a bit slightly better outcome um but that's the thing about the school system. I told once to someone that I know who is an educator that I said, I'm not putting my kids in uh, school. school. It's no offense to you. This, most teachers suck. Most, most of them suck. Like I have a vivid memory of an English teacher in grade 11. I'm saying she gave us some menial task in English. And I'm like, okay, what does this have to do with English? It's like, it's like okay, let me rephrase the question. What is the educational value of the thing we're doing right now? Mm -hmm. And her response was, shut up and do your work. The answer was, this is a time waster. It's, they don't have anything better to do. Here's a stupid project, nothing to do with the subject matter, mm -hmm. completely irrelevant. And most of these people, like I have no problem with teachers getting paid a lot more. But hey, guess what? The shitty ones need to go. <laughs> Period. Okay. But the unions won't allow that. Mm -hmm. And the teachers don't want to admit some of them are shitty. But I like my job. You're working on the next generation. Get the fuck out of the way. I see this <laughs> like a, let's say I want to be a, a pilot. Hmm. I want to fly an airplane. Yeah. Can I? You have to pass a lot of tests, yeah. right? You have to do like, you have to show me that you, I'm not going to scratch. Yeah. Why don't we apply the same philosophy all to these two teachers? Especially when you ask most people what educated, what an educator, educated person is, mm. they tell you, oh, that person graduated from that school. Oh, that person had this job. Then oh, why that, do they not know anything Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that, it's just to get a job. Yeah. Just say, I'm preparing you for a career. Yes. But don't say that you're educated. Mm. Educated is about all being well-rounded. Mm. Cooking, doing your laundry, self-evaluation, you know, being human. That's just overall. But mm. we never talk about it. Yeah. So well, how can we expect, uh, to me, how, how sad it is, how many amazing, intelligent people have all these degrees, PhDs, but they have no idea how to have a relationship. Mm. Or they have no idea how to take care of their health. Yeah. How, how can you plan, uh, explain that? Hilariously, a lot of these like uh, longevity people who are like mad scientists in the lab don't even exercise. And they're like, I know I I'm know. supposed to do this, but, but I don't, I don't do want it. to. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. Like uh, Dave, David Sinclair, who's one of these like top rated uh, mm -hmm. longevity scientists, like works at, I forgot, Harvard or one of those. He's exactly like, he knows exactly how to make people live longer, but his health is horrible. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing? Because <laughs> they're not well balanced. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, how can I educate people when I do I don't educate myself? Yeah. You know, it's, that's what I said from the beginning. How can we change this? Looking at the mirror and seeing that we have a lot of work to do with yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Because what I do with myself, it will affect you and everybody else. But everybody's always looking for the outside yeah. to change. Yeah. But we don't want to change. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like, I was having these debates of how do we apply it. Like, someone like, you know, Jocko Willink, um, Extreme Ownership, the book. You're familiar with that book? His whole thing, he's a Navy SEAL. He's like, extreme ownership, you need to take ownership, take personal responsibility. And the way he sold it in the first book, even he admits later, like, oh, I think I screwed this up in that what people started doing is, I'm responsible for everything, and mm -hmm. I'm not letting you do it. And it's like, no, to me, I was listening to this person the other day, and it's something I've been saying for a while, and for them to say it, it's like, oh, great. So I've had friendships that end. And now I don't have the 
best temperament. I haven't been working on it. I get very hot-headed and inflammatory and, and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, if I'm arguing with you, I'm annoyed for a reason. Now, you can agree, I can agree with you that the way I've handled it and the things I've said aren't the best. But often, what I've done in a few relationships that ended, it was like, they were good friends, but I'm like, okay, but don't, do you think that you did anything that upset me or I'm just being the crazy person here? Mm-hmm. And they're always like, no, it's your fault. Don't blame me. And I'm like, Ugh. ownership is admitting my part. Mm-hmm. And this is not Jocko's thing. Mm-hmm. This was this other uh, negotiation expert that was saying, ownership is my part in this was this. Your ownership is what was your part in this. Mm-hmm. And when you try to do this with people, it's like, okay, I understand I said something because I was mad and I shouldn't have said that. But do you understand why I was mad? Don't blame me. You need to take personal responsibility like Jocko says. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? You did something that was not okay. You know, the degree of which is debatable, but it's like I asked other people. When you always ask third parties, mm-hmm. of course, whether you explain it reasonably, but I, I, there were other people that sort of saw what happened. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you overreacted, but they still shouldn't have done that thing. Mm-hmm. And when, I, when I'm like, do you want to talk about it? They're like, are you going to apologize? I'm like, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I have already done that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to acknowledge why I was mad? No, I'm not. You need to. You can't say that thing. I'm like, what the fuck? I guess the friendship's over. Yeah, well, what you're saying, I think that's, I think that probably the easiest way to man, uh, manipulation. Yeah. You know, I think that I am all about really what you're saying, like taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. But there is always a, a, a last drop mm-hmm. of taking responsibility because yeah. that will fall into giving away my rights mm-hmm. or my privileges. I'm saying because of. Yes, I think it's very helpful when we take responsibility for absolutely everything happens in our life. Even you like it or not, just because of you have a peace of mind. You either get a lesson, you get an experience, you, you learn something to do it differently. That's fine. Now, if I'm having an issue with you and I take my part, I apologize for what I did, and you're still focusing on me and me and me and me, mm-hmm. my responsibility next layer will be accepting that you are never going to see what I'm trying to show you. Mm. So that right away, I lose all <laughs> desire. Which is gaslighting, which is what the governments are doing. It, oh, the, that, that's why I said the highest form of manipulation is exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So now once when I have that responsibility and you keep bombarding me or feeling like a victim, that's when I, why am I not giving my value? Why am I not value his opinion any longer? Mm. I don't disrespect you. I don't see any, le- any less, but we're not talking. I'm not in tune anymore. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. That's part of life. Well, that's the thing is for me, like, because I'm hot-headed and stuff. I've had many friendships and, but it's like, I understand, I acknowledge I'm difficult for people. But when I have friendships with people and you, you, you know, I'm a, like, I, I get triggered like mm-hmm. that easily. And you, you don't want to, you don't even sit there and say, hey, why did you get that mad? Like, I've had so many friends that they never, never do that they're just mm-hmm. oh he's just hot-headed he's just this it's like but why are you upset mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't want to do that because mm-hmm. they don't care and what i learned early on for at least when i was younger most of them weren't my friends mm-hmm. they just had me around for entertainment Something. or whatever and you know when you're an outsider as an individual because you don't fit in with that middle sort of bell curve it's hard to it's like okay, i i don't think like you guys i need mm-hmm. to understand i need to have these conversations with you to understand why you think what i'm doing is so bad mm-hmm. Or what? Uh, but if you're not willing, and 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 I've sort of realized this, they don't care enough about you. 
Because if they do, they, they will have questions. those conversations. They ask questions. You know, I, when I teach the firearm safety course and I get to the point about uh, suicide and firearms, uh, I often, and it's uncomfortable for people, I'm like, if you're a good friend and you know they have firearms and they're having a tough time mentally, you have to be, you're going to maybe have to have that conversation of, hey, I have my firearms license. Can I hold on to your guns for a while? And I'm like, you may lose them as a friend, but that's the responsible thing to do. And a lot of people, you know, like you have to look for the signs. They say, look for the signs. And I'm like, people are like, how do you know? And I'm like, if you don't know something's wrong, you're not that close with that person. Because mm-hmm. with people you're very close with, you, you know, know when something, something is going off. Yeah. Like their tone changes, the way they're talking changes. Mm-hmm. If you can't pick that up, you're not that close friends with it. And you have to realize often evaluating, are these people in my lives actually close friends or do I, am I just quote close with them or do I really do we really understand each other mm-hmm. like I didn't grow up with a lot of close friends and I mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually as common as like TV would make it mm-hmm. seem because mm-hmm. often what happens is you have friends you get married boom that's your core group now yeah. right yeah I, I from my experience I think that the word friend can be very different you know it depends how you see how we interpret our experiences some people come to our life very fast, shortly, yeah. like right in away. To, to slap you, get out. Yeah. Some people come just for a bit, you know, yeah, it's temporary, seasonal. And some people really come and stay with you. And sometimes they leave and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are always playing roles to help us to evolve, to learn. Many times we experience people who are very challenging, you know, they're going to challenge the crap out of you to, to see who you are to, mm. to see how much you stand for yourself or how much you uh, question your reality I just believe the my definition of a true it's one thing to know people another thing to have a friend mm. friend to me are not all most people I can say that, oh he treats me nice he helps me he understands that's all part of friendship but I think that when a friend is also telling you what you are not seeing or telling you the things that you don't want to hear that nobody's telling you mm-hmm. or stopping you from doing crap that you don't need to do. Mm-hmm. That to me is a friend too. Yeah, telling you the hard stuff. Yeah, right away. To, yeah. And to me, I appreciate, I'm the type of guy, I appreciate way more, way more the hard. Mm-hmm. The, I don't care about the smile or you buy me a gift. That's, that's nice. But I, I care more when you truly call me out for something that you know I can do better or to truly help me to heal that I appreciate that in times more so again it depends on people but I think that once when we deliver our truth or speak our feelings it's not really my responsibility how they interpret it. if mm-hmm. they interpret in a specific way that's their thing it's not as long as I speak my truth why am I gonna be concerned um, especially knowing that the people who are meant to be with you, they always come back or they always show up mm. based on uh, who we are. You know, sometimes we are, we want to have around certain people, but we're not ready for them, yeah. you know, and that's why I focus on myself. But, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, taking responsibility is a, is a big part of the journey, but there's also a drawing line where we cannot take responsibility for people's decisions or, or, or lifestyles and that's what i always say i don't care what you do but if you interfere in my step on my toes mm. and you take my rights away i'm gonna fire back yeah right right away to me that's like a true like that's why i'm so disappointed with the martial arts community is to me the martial artists are the ones you should fire I, I, I was so funny because when all of this happening 
I was thinking like, what if we all martial artists yeah. get together? Yeah. And we're like, no. I was but, calling for it, and but, people are like, no, no, you're you're too confrontational. No. I'm like, like yeah, Jesus but Jesus Christ, it's, man. That's we don't need to be violent, but you know, as an industry, and as someone said to me the other day, but John, if the restaurant industry couldn't even fight about, it, I'm like, if the restaurant industry not, had lost. some balls and said, "Fuck you, we're not doing this," you're gonna close every single fucking restaurant. They can't. No, but people are always like. What I think happened is the restaurant industry asked for the vaccine passport because mm. they're like, we need to do so we don't go out of business. Again. Yes. It's like, hey, you know, you can just say we're not closing. Go fuck yourself. But then people are. The thing is, that when you think mm. about when you ask anybody, can we live with our government? People have no idea what that will be like. It's like, me tell it you, <laughs> no, impossible. That's like, can can an animal live without a farm? Yeah. Of course they can. Yeah. But we don't see ourselves like that. Yeah. We are so dependent on a, on a fucked up system that we truly can never see ourselves saying no. That's what I say. If I put two rotten plates of rotten food, which one are you going to choose? Mm, yeah. Now people are... choose another one? <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't want to eat this crap. Yeah. Rather, you know, so that's what we're experiencing right now. We have, we're served... But you're so ungrateful that I've given you this. That's right? another part of manipulation. <laughs> yeah, you are, how dare you to complain? I'm like, what? Yeah. So that's how the manipulation is. Two rotten plates, and if you say no, I make you feel guilty why you're not choosing those plates. Mm. I'm like, that's that's why I'm like, if we don't have these conversations, they're so obvious to me. Mm. I'm sorry, we're not ready to have People that don't want to have those conversations. But we're not ready then. Yeah. We're not, that's why talking about alien. I would love to talk about all of that, but we're not ready for yeah. that. We're not ready. Well, you know, you say, you keep, you've said multiple times, my truth. Now... Mm. That saying has popped up in the last few years, and it's always bothered me because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. This, it's, to it's me, okay. to, to, uh, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, the to me, truth is objective. Yes, and the human experience is very subjective. Mm-hmm. So, I reframe it now. I started saying like, I, it's my perspective because when you say it's my perspective from my reality we can come at it and we can meet in the middle. But mm-hmm. when you start saying, and I know you're not doing this, but the, the, a lot of people using this word, are, when it's my truth, oh, okay. No, no, this I, is the truth. No, I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean my perspective. Because the no, thing, I know. It's just the English, you know, oh, you're, you're no, hearing it's, it, it's it a you're thing. hearing it pop up mm-hmm. and it's becoming the colloquial nomenclature of the oh, words. Okay. Yeah. And so there's the thing where it's have power like that and people are saying it's my truth because when you start framing it, my truth, my truth, my truth, that's where you get left, the, the two the opposing kind because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah. It's like this. It's your lived experience, your perspective is yes. not truth. Exactly. <laughs> that's why the, the truth, ultimate truth is mm. paradoxical. Yeah. It has many meanings. It's like, look at this table. From my perspective, I only see this and this. Yeah. From your perspective, something different. But yeah. what about the guy who is right here? Yeah. So it depends on who is how we're looking at it. I say my truth because I I truly believe the what I fully embody mm-hmm. as I believe yeah. is my reality. Yeah. So my truth, what I believe is that my perspective is that. But yes, a lot of people mix yeah. their perspective with the actual ultimate. Nobody yeah. knows the actual ultimate yeah. truth. Nobody. Yeah. That's why all we can do is really heal so we understand that there is way more perspectives out there. Yeah. The more that you learn, the, the more more you realize that you don't know shit. Yeah. That's why it's it's a, it's a healing thing. It's and, an internal. And it's fucked up because the more you know, you, you probably know, know you, but the thing, here's the thing, it's, it's it's a weird conversation and like for me like I, I 
for whatever reason, I retain a lot of information and I talk to people, especially about like the stuff that's going on. It's like, are you aware of this? They're like, no. Are you aware of that? And they're like, no. Are you aware of this? No. And I'm like, then how can you have an informed perspective? Because all of these things are affecting the things like that mask mandate thing here. Well, five plus. Well, why all of a sudden? Because the teachers union wants it so that it's easier for them. Mm-hmm. Well, then the people are like, why does that matter? Like, because I thought this was about health. <laughs> Well, I don't care about that stuff. I'm like, but they, that means the kids don't need to wear it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, oh, but you're not an expert. I'm going to try. They default to that. And I'm like, okay, because you lack knowledge, you don't understand that there's more at play here than you think. But if you say that, they're like, you're looking down on me. I'm like, no, I want you to be informed. It's like, you think you know everything? I was like, no. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> and, and don't you know that that's a big, big one that no matter when we when we try to say something or truth or perspective, there's always somebody who either gets hurt, yeah. gets offensive, offended, and the whole conversation gets shut down. Yeah. To me, I'm sorry. If anybody gets offended about something, it's your own crap. Yeah, how you interpret it's it. It's your own crap. Mm. Now, if you see me screaming at you at the top of my lungs, see me, if you see me intentionally trying to call you names trying to attack you sure i mm. could offend you because it's you know it's, but if you see i'm just having a conversation mm. and you're just getting offended that to me is the one of the biggest obstacles that we have in our society because there is no possibility for debate there is no possibility for hard conversations to have a common ground to have two parties debating to find a solution it doesn't happen so we have to have at least that maturity to be able to control our emotions and we mm. don't yeah. As soon as I get offended, I'm out. I don't want to, I cannot handle it. I'm like, uh, can you, if you need a few seconds to cool off a few days, cool, sure. Yeah. But come back. Yeah. Don't run away. It's like, uh, on the climate change, uh, YouTube and Google have officially said they will demonetize, they define we're not supporting, like anything that's questioning it. And I'm just like, I don't think anyone's trying to have an actual meaningful conversation about this <laughs> topic because, you know, Greta Thunberg gets all this media attention, but the guy who's actually cleaning up the oceans is barely getting anything. Yeah, and it's like, did you know the pollution in the ocean is something we can actually fix? It's, it's, it's in money in time, and, but we can fix that. Um, all of North America switching to green vehicles is still not going to fix the fact that China and India are polluting the earth. Can we talk about that? No, that's a Republican talking point. It's like, okay, but it's still, it's a fact. It's actually a fact that we could shut down all the factories in North America, all the cars. They're still doing what they're doing. And unless they go green, it still affects the globe, guys. <laughs> and, and adding to what you're saying, uh, another obstacle that we have is that I listen to the experts. Yeah. I'm like, what is an expert? How, who, who knows how somebody's an expert? Because I have a paper that says I'm an expert because somebody, a friend, high profile person is saying that I'm the guy that you should go to or because I perform. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The <laughs> other thing is, are they actually an expert or are they the PR person? To because me? What the actual experts are saying is that it's not radically different, but it's different than what the public ones are saying. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, that doesn't match up because a lot of the experts on the particular field are like, I didn't say that. You took me out of context. Do you hear that a lot? Mm-hmm. Or the, a lot of the actual experts don't want to be in the front and center. And mm-hmm. when you hear them in podcasts or things talk about stuff, you don't hear them anywhere else unless you search them out. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching an interview. I like the mask one because it's an easy one. Occupational hygienist. 
they're the people who do the air meeting reading. They actually teach doctors how to use masks and how, when the appropriate time to use them and all this. She's like, I got hired post 9-11. I've been hired as a consultant by the government consistently my entire life for the last 20 years. I'm one of the top experts on this stuff. COVID, nobody wants to talk to me because you know what my stance is? Don't wear the mask for this. It's kind of a waste of time. If people want to, there is, you know, as I said, there's a certain level of efficacy and when they are appropriate, but she's like, you don't need to wear these things. Cloth masks, the medical masks, outside of the hospital, they're basically useless. Don't bother. And that's the truth. I'm the person. I am the expert on this. This is what I've been doing. They're not listening to her. She's crazy. But for 20 years, she was totally fine. But now she's crazy. So it's, it's a relative thing. Is First of all, is the person making the statements actually an expert specifically in what they're talking about? That's a little bit more expertise. Uh, and then the thing is, what's their track record? Because a lot of experts have been wrong their whole fucking lives. So the argument that people make is, you're telling me somebody that has been dedicating their entire life to something, uh, you're bet no better than them? It's like, look at the history of experts, like the, the, the what I said about the uh, plague tectonics, or Egyptologists that were fucking full of shit for fucking 20, 30, 40 years. It's like, are they actually telling you the truth or they just learned something 40 years ago, refused to change or update and have been saying, selling the same shit for 40 years? Yeah. Yeah. To me, I, I see a basic because sometimes it becomes very difficult to know what's good, what is not basic. When something works, you see it. Yeah. It's just tangible. It's just to me when science, our, our world, the, the health, the health, area truly works you see people healthy you don't see 13 year old allergic to mushrooms mm. you don't see you don't find that type of things yeah. so that's why to me i ask people what is normal is normal being poor is normal being sick is normal being lied to every month every every uh, week is normal living in fear all the time that's it seems it's like when you are in a in a, in a friendship or relationship you're getting beat up all the time but you think that's that's what it is mm. it, it looks to me like that because of it's like you how do you know somebody is legit as a fighter yeah. because he's telling you or because of some and uh, you saw a, a a commercial about that person you just you just see the way it perform cauliflower ear <laughs> <laughs> no always <laughs> so or, or even to I, I dedicated my whole life to just because you dedicate your whole life doesn't mean that you you have it. Yeah. There are people who dedicate their whole life to religion. Doesn't mean they're always right. And then they raped a bunch of little boys. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's right Christ. there. So that to yeah. me is, it should be a topic of conversation. Now, if somebody gets offended by this, mm. okay. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to have the conversation. They don't want to have conversation. That's why to me, healing means ab being able to talk about anything. Mm. People who cannot talk about certain things, I'm sorry, you're still... You're not ready. You're not. You're not ready for that. I'm sorry. I'm too triggered. It's like, well, you know, if you want to get better, you're gonna to have to talk about it. I, I can't. I'm triggered. I'm like, well, you're not ready. Don't expect a different type of life. Don't expect people to trust you. Don't yeah. expect you're not ready for that. Do you know, I have a. You know, I did psychology and I left. The, I got my associates. I could have got my degree. I stopped. I just. Mm -hmm. I think half of them are lunatics now. Some of the shit they're pushing. I'm like, it's not logical. It's it, not. And you know. So, for example, if I look in an fMRI brain scan of someone with PTSD, you can show mm -hmm. they have PTSD. It actually looks different than another human brain. So you can say that, yes, PTSD is a thing. How many people who say they have PTSD, if I put them in that brain scan, have PTSD? 
or are they just playing the role because what everyone's telling people now is trauma 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 because lots of people when you, the experts on ptsd look into it they're like actually only like 11 or 12 or 13 percent of people who've been exposed to trauma and say it was traumatic actually will have the brain scan of ptsd mm-hmm. which means that tons of people are totally like they're not fine but they're fine because someone with P- like real ptsd is like their behavior is is off the thing is that trauma to me means a lot of things no, trauma is not just going to war and get traumatized no mm. trauma could be you never hearing from your parents i mm. love you you know it, it could be it's so many layers of trauma correct but here's what i'm getting at mm-hmm. I, I, if i keep telling you you're trying like we yes talk about this stuff but mm-hmm. if i keep telling you you're traumatized you're traumatized you're traumatized mm-hmm. so what i th- think well if someone's had a horrible child life abused whatever and they're working a job and they're doing really well and then we start getting these people coming and saying hey i heard you had a tough childhood you're traumatized mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden their performance goes down mm-hmm. was that actually helpful no at all that's another form of gaslighting too because if it's one thing when i say hey you are traumatized you need to evaluate the way you make decision it's one thing Mm. another one want to keep reinforcing the idea or the belief that there is something wrong with you wrong with you quote unquote no that's crap which is what i see happening no but that's why you think it's happening with the to me psychiatric and psychology i'm like well that's such a scam i'm like oh you have depression here take this pill yeah. that part is definitely a i'm like oh my god some people well because i was on ssri so for some people what i i see it as is it should be the last resort and for some people like they need something because they just they're not yeah, it's that they, bell curve again but most people through uh, effort and work they can probably be okay without anything no no i was going to say i think that to me it's something that never happens with people who have been severely traumatized is a opportunity where they can be heard they can speak they can release everybody's so scared to open what they have actually gone through or their truth that they feel like i need to take something you know and i think that it's a societal well have you ever heard uh, do you know who yonmi park is oh you should listen to her her jordan peterson interview uh so she's a north korea defector Mm -hmm. and uh she she tells what like growing up and it's fucked i can imagine like they didn't they didn't know what love is as a concept because mm-hmm. it's not it's not there uh, there's like six basic human emotions that are universal love is not always there and so by our standard she went through an insanely traumatizing by her standard she's like that was life sure it was traumatic but now i think she's married she has kids she went to south korea she her story is like horrific mm-hmm. and she got out and uh she actually said she was treated poorly in South Korea. They were looking down on them. That's They still do. They're very anti. Like They don't like North Koreans in, in South Korea. And then she ended up in the States, and she's going to university. I think, I don't know, Cornell or one of these New York universities. And uh, the story she likes to tell is she was holding the door open for a guy. And the girl is like, don't you do that. You don't give him the power. That is disrespectful to women. She's like, I'm just being nice. And she's like, the person's like lecturing her, like, you don't understand what oppression is. And she's like, mm-hmm. and she's like, she knew something was wrong. She's like, I don't even want to, like, I thought like going to university and all this and being educated was the thing. And now I'm like, I don't think anyone should go to these places anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me mm-hmm. that I'm oppressive or doing something oppressive. I'm from North Korea. 
<laughs> no, that's exactly what I, that, that, that's what I say. I understand that part, but that's why it's so important to heal. When I say heal, is change, overcome, transcend yeah. everything that has created pain in us in our past because we make decisions based on our past. Mm. You choose your friends based on what they look like, the good friends they have thrown you in the past. You choose your wife based on what you think should be. It's always we choose things based on what we think is the best. Mm. But if we don't cho- if we don't pay attention what settle that belief when we were little, we will always be thinking and making decisions based on that type of perspective. Mm. That's why to me, um, you know, it, it truth is always changing yeah. because the more that we heal that truth it changes we add new things we remove things well that's what growth is exactly but it's all part of the perspective that's why i say identity perspective is never set i can never say i'm joel this is who i am yeah i could be tomorrow something completely different and you know i was talking about a long time i would consider them a friend Mm -hmm. Uh, i've known them a long time and we were talking about another group of people that we know and uh I had a falling out with them a long time ago and she was telling me she recently had a falling out with them and she's not friends with them anymore. And she was just telling me like, they're the same fucking people all the time shitting because she was telling me they were shitting on some shitting about me. I don't even see these people anymore. She was telling me that, well, they're they're trash talking you because it's something you said on Facebook. I'm like, first of all, they even follow me on Facebook anymore. Like, okay. Um, But they were like, how dare he say that? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you know, they're the same shitty human beings. Uh, Not all of them, but one one person she was talking about in particular, the same shitty human being that they've always been. I'm like, you know what? I just, it wasn't specific to me. It's just his attitude overall. And he's like, I can't deal with this person. Mm-hmm. Like you're shitting on other people, but you're the same fucking person from the time I met you to now. <laughs> I don't need you in my life anymore. You yeah. Know? That, I think that's a tough one just because of many times we have, we care about people. We truly do. Yeah. But sometimes people don't care about themselves as much as we do about them. Yeah. And we can do nothing about it. Yeah. And that's, that's another part that we all experience. I think we'll have experienced friendships where people stay the same and when we show them that we're not the same they Mm. cannot handle that they expect us to act exactly the same way and to me that's a big problem like i said there is nothing wrong with you being with who you want to be if you talk behind my back that's your journey but if you interfere in my reality yeah i'll you know I'll, I'll you're do making my, it I'll, difficult for me no right away i'm sorry like you can do your own thing you can talk all you want you know but if you come to me if you're interfering my bubble that's a problem so it's it's that's why i say it's it's a journey i always the only thing i can wish people is healing mm-hmm. because when they heal they become who they're supposed to be it's not about oh i'm gonna get that job he's gonna change or no, no people it's, it's an internal thing but it's i a think classic like the girl he'll change for me when? Uh, <laughs> if he wants to, sure. If he doesn't, he's yeah, not gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, for my wife, like I put effort into it to to work together, and it's like, you know, it sounds shitty, but the other women in my life, I'm like, didn't want to do that for you. Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's, it's, it's not thing to the change. It cannot be force. It yeah. cannot be speed up. You change when you're ready for it. Well, you know, when we're ready for. To do something different. We don't change just because of, oh, I want to change. No, we do. We, do ch- we change. We, we truly feel inside that we have reached that bottom. Them like, hey, what am I, what am I going to, how am I going to lie to myself tomorrow again to say why I didn't do that? Mm. So I think that that's, uh, 
that's what I wish to everybody. Like, I really wish everybody reaches that bottom line in their life where they really see, okay, I need to, I can do this differently mm. or, 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 I, or I deserve. That's another one too that a lot of people don't change because we believe that we don't deserve certain things. And I think that's part of healing too. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like a lot of research is suggesting like you need adversity so that it forces the of change. Course. And if you don't have adversity, How are you, you, gonna change? you go stagnant and die basically. That's a st- two huge illusions in our society. I n- we should never get sick and life should be easy. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest gaslighter of all. Yeah. You get sick, your body gets stronger, you're fine. You go through a heartbroken relationship, you learn the lesson, you know that you cannot do certain things again, you become a better person. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know... Yeah, it, for the most part. And that's why I say that some of us aren't going to make it, man. And to yeah. me, like, that's that, resisting that, like the zero COVID thing in, like, some places, like, it's insane to me because it's like, listen, man, there's a certain point of diminishing returns where no matter what you do, some people are going to die. Yeah. And if we always take the attitude of nobody... You're going to destroy the entire thing because some of us have such an immense fear of death still, even though it's such a normal part of life, that you're going to destroy the whole thing because you can't accept that some of us just aren't going to make it. But that's exactly the thing that we are so, we, we're living like, it's like living, it's like a whole bunch of fishes living in a tank thinking that the tank is life when we have never explored the ocean mm. and that's why i told you at the beginning my like i said this is just my philosophy mm. i don't believe in just one lifetime mm. i believe that we have many lifetimes and we have a, a recall of those memories that's why some of us can do things faster or, or it comes easy because you, it's just intuitive it's, mm. it's not something you have to think about and uh not until we have that as, a, as part of us, we're always going to live our life based on fear, mm-hmm. based on, oh, there might be no tomorrow. This is, I, man, this is my only life. Obviously, you want to take care of yourself. You want to be like that YOLO type of mindset. But when we know that there is more out there, we don't take life as serious mm-hmm. and we become more human. And that's what I think that we're not having as much. So I wonder, uh, transitioning here a little bit, the that drive for change and desire is that one of the reasons that you because you know we were talking about you 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 made the shift to acting a little while ago it's not going as you like as with a lot of you know it's it's fairly normal in the industry various reasons but the acting as a tool whether you're successful or not is that like a driving factor to change or how does that play in Uh, uh, there is a personal there's a career Mm -hmm. the personal because of um i'm slowly putting my perspective out there in from different ways and i feel like that's a part of my healing Mm. the career aspect because i believe the with movies you can truly help or destroy the minds of people Mm. based on predictive programming and i think if we we do you mean by the actor or the public by the content Mm. of of what you're projecting Mm. you know if you have meaningful wording acting content that truly teaches people you can truly transform mm. a society and i think they just been misused yeah you know martial arts is not just to fight yeah For movies it's not just to dis- get distracted mm. you, with movies you can literally learn mm. and get yeah i agree with that like i know. i sit i don't i can read at a fairly high level i don't enjoy sitting there with the book mm-hmm. i love watching movies but mm-hmm. what i get out of it is narrative i get out of it storytelling mm-hmm. i get out of it mm-hmm. that so i've learned a lot of things from movies 
that were well produced. I, I really against the you must read to get if you want to be a writer, you should probably read. Uh, if you want to write, you should probably write. Mm-hmm. But if you want to learn the concept, it can come from many forms. Yeah. Uh, and movies, I've gotten that out of movies a lot as well. No, for sure. I just think that there is a lot of brilliant minds that have never had the opportunity to hear their perspective. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are in books, you know. Mm-hmm. So what if we make those books, we movies. make movies from those the, books? Except when they make the movie <laughs> and they butcher it for the sake of what's going to make more money rather than good storytelling. For example, the Dune. Strap. I haven't seen the new Dune movie, but every single movie they've made has been a complete flop. Because how do you take that masterpiece and put it into a movie? And they've made some changes in the current movie. I'm like, everyone's a little pissed off because it's gone woke politics. Like, they changed some of the characters around it. It doesn't make sense based on the original. Yeah. So it's like, well, at least they did this. At least they've broken the movie up properly rather than trying to shove it into one movie. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Like, did you just make another fucking movie because you're all unwilling to do it properly? Which is like, you got to do a Lord of the Rings style with several, like, four hour unpolitical Mm -hmm. movies that are as the damn book was. You know, minor artistic changes are fine, but I haven't seen it because they've been holding back the release. They want it to be theatrical release, so they're waiting for the COVID thing. Yeah. It's uh, it's sad just because of you know I've been fascinated I've been fascinated for movie for a long time I just never explored as much as I'm doing it now mm. and uh, yeah it's just really it's sad you know even you see too that there is so much creativity out there to be used but mm-hmm. nobody is there no being used and I'm sorry but not to be judgmental but there is a lot of movies who are very repetitive you know mm-hmm. it's it's different character different place with the same type of content you already know what's how the movie is gonna end you already know you can predict behaviors it makes the most money yeah but that i don't even believe in that i don't if if those that if if that was true Mm. they would not be rushing with so many of the same Mm. you will take your time because somebody who is making money you're not rushing why are you rushing yeah (laughs) that doesn't make sense i just think it's just what the system want to continue having. Well, I don't even culture. know if it's that. It's the this is what we know people like, but do they? But who are the who who are who are those experts that decide? Joe, Joe Rogan talks about this about the the producers, the executives that just come walking in, and there's some dickhead son who got in. It's like I, the the metrics say that this is within that, and then you know his point was like, fuck that. You, if you have any integrity, you should be like, I'm not working on this bullshit. But then everyone's terrified of getting blacklisted, and then they stay in that thing. Sorry. And then you have Quentin Tarantino who's like, fuck you. Yeah. He was telling the story about uh, someone told him you cannot have John Travolta. You cannot have John in uh, Pulp Fiction. Like, they just did not want him. The studios did not. And he said, you can have everyone but him. And he's like, that solidified it even more. I wanted. <laughs> and because he came with the fuck you attitude and just to how he handled it, he just, he makes, look at what he does. Yeah. Like, I don't tell me how to make my fucking movies. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. You know, that's why, you know, I believe in, in the bravery of those type of people. There are people out there, yeah. but I don't think they have reached to that stage of like, fuck this. Yeah. But I believe it's coming yeah. <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was telling that was one of his first movies. He had the attitude. Yeah. He just came in like, don't tell me how to you make just know. Yeah, it's, it's Yeah, it's just sad because I, I believe there is a lot of talent out there yeah. who are not given the opportunity because they don't agree with the political things. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean... Well, it happens. I mean, the hilariously, oh, not a sad, the Me Too movement, like how many people had to sleep with people to get it. And then the entire Me Too movement collapsed recently because some of the heads of the Me Too movement basically were protecting Andrew Comio, the disgraced New York governor who had sexual assault allegations. So several of the board members who were high-level actresses 
of the Me Too movement were telling one of the victims of Andrew Cumio to shut the fuck up. And when the public found out, wait, you, you're censoring someone coming out against someone who's clearly not as bad as Harvey Weinstein, but clearly a little a creepy old creepy guy with too much power. You're censoring him and the whole Me Too movement collapsed mm -hmm. because when it suited them, they're like, I'm on the Me Too movement. Half of them slept their way to the top and they didn't care. They yeah, didn't yeah. care to do that. They were totally fine with it. Um, the main one is Rose McGowan, who is still like, fuck you. Like mm -hmm. she's still pushing it. Mm -hmm. um, and she had an in issue with this. You know, Harvey. She's one of the Harvey Weinstein victims, but she also talks about like, it all collapsed because they're all they're all full of shit. Like all these actresses that were on the Me Too board of directors were all full of shit because when it came to the politics again, they defaulted to, uh, oh, don't don't throw Andrew Cumio under the bus. He's a Democrat. He's a rising star Democrat. You can't do that. And then the truth came out. Half of them don't give a shit one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a, that's a you know a sad truth that. You know, it's, it's out there. That's why I'm like, you know, it, that's the downside of the film. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's an individual choice. I yeah. personally, I said straight up, I, I don't have to be yeah. sleeping with anybody. I don't have to be, I oh, please, please, fuck that. You know, yeah. if you like me, you like me. If not, I, you yeah. know, it's, it's... Have you ever thought about like, because of the internet now, just producing your own content and putting it out there? Slowly, slowly, yeah. but, you know, it's not one man's job. No. For <laughs> sure. You're telling me, yeah, like, I would love one. to do so much more, but without having the means to pay people to help you, like, they have lives, too. Like, you can only get so much. Like, yeah, my vision of what I want to do is a lot more. Than, like, my emotional capacity and energy, I have um, limited, unfortunately. Like, I burn out too quickly. Mm -hmm. So, I do, like, it took me a long time mentally just to be like, okay, I'm okay like if I can't get what I've told people I'm gonna do, it's okay because I'm just one guy. It's fine. But like, hey guys, if you want to help me, you can help me. Like, <laughs> it's, I I think that's gonna come. To be honest, I yeah. think that there are so many amazing people out there who are in the same spot as us, and mm -hmm. life is gonna force to yeah. new communities to merge. Yeah. Just because of as I, as I said before, humanity has always found a way to transcend transcend or find the solutions for any survivor die oh yeah no literally we have always done it so it's just gonna be another one so i'm like okay let let i i just hope and i pray that a lot of people in the in this industry they they you know they see their value mm -hmm. you know there's just a lot of people playing with our with who we are you know that it's a gaslighting manipulation of you need me mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't fucking need you. There is a lot of people out there who, who are in the same spot who truly want to help. Mm. It's just that we, we have to have these talks. And, and I think that not until we realize this, we want to continue being manipulated and being used until mm. the end of times. We know a good example, sort of talking about myself because like, I have a story about this. Like the way I live my life, people look down on it. That's because, okay. Yeah, and it's like, so I come from a Jewish family. They're the, not the most Jewish of Jewish families. But like, you know, my mother is always like, oh, my friend's kids are like doctors and lawyers and this and they're living on their own and they're married and they have this i'm like mother it's that's i'll kill myself living like that mm -hmm. like you shouldn't care so much what they think about the way i'm choosing to live like i'm yeah. doing it because i realized if i do that i will kill myself <laughs> so i prefer to live like this even though by society standards uh, uh, now, you know, with my wife, this is pretty nice. I was saying that this is probably the nicest place I've ever lived in. Not that I lived anywhere like bad. Like I always had good homes, mm -hmm. but like just style wise. And, and it's like, you know, like 
that's what I think people mean by don't judge people because it's like if the person is doing what they need to do to sort of live optimally for them so they can be happy then it's okay but if if they're living a life that's like extremely detrimental to other people it's very different but a lot of people it's blurred lines because if you don't have the house with the white picket fence you know the traditional <laughs> 50 you know that you're doing it wrong it's like but are you and everyone's still trying to do it that way mm-hmm. and that's the thing about the internet and creativity especially for creators it said big fuck you to the big movie studios no, I can do my own stuff now but that's what I say not until this happens how can creativity be triggered yeah because you realize you I really, don't need to do that I don't anymore. need you I'm like you need the creativity yeah. so I might not have the funds but yeah. you will run out of creativity you yeah. have to do a Spider-Man 10 yeah. so like <laughs> you know yeah uh, keep doing with these things keep doing the sec the same one the same case the same you know so it's you know I, I I'm optimistic just because of I see it I, uh, it's not tangible yet mm. but I see it coming you know it's just it take, it's gonna take a while of course it was so, like you know this podcast I stopped doing it for a few years mm-hmm. uh, and I was talking to someone the other day like yo almost a hundred episodes I'm like yeah uh, I stopped doing it and you know early on it's like I didn't I had no, I had no idea. I didn't have like a driving, motivating. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I can do it. I can get famous in this. And then during COVID, one, I'm sitting around. I'm like, but two, I'm like, people need to hear these conversations. Yeah. And whether you like me or not, I like having these conversations. So let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I just started doing it again. Especially to the, you don't know who you are impacting. Yeah. Like, even if it's just one single person, one sentence that yeah. you say to me, that's valuable. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible how me, so many of us have been forced to do things that we never thought before mm-hmm. just because of COVID. Yeah. You know, that's why I see this part of the bigger picture. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, well, not that I've doing much. I created a website this, yeah, I did, I did started going more digital. Mm-hmm. Again, content takes fucking forever, I especially mean. if you're by yourself. <laughs> then you have to do editing, build a website, and do all that shit, yeah. and film. It's like I, I don't have time for this shit, and then I have to take a break from stuff, and then shop, and I move, and I have to do rentals, and, <laughs> and you're just saying, "Okay, I'll get it done when I get it done." Mm-hmm. And, and then so you have your own sanity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if I'm like, "Hey, if more of you want to support it, then I can get it done yeah, faster," because then I switch my motivations to, "Hey, if this is bringing me income, I can focus on it mm-hmm. more. If it's not, I'll do it when do when I want to <laughs> do it." And that's the thing about going the creative route is like i still need some income of course so how do i do that what, have you been doing anything separate during this time for income or no i mean always uh, teaching people you know mm-hmm. that's mainly what i've been doing and doing side jobs teaching martial arts rather. yeah teaching martial arts yeah. and uh yeah because you know with covid in, in, i think the martial arts community fitness yeah. has been impacted big time huge everybody's scared <laughs> you're vaccinated i'm not so it's the like conspiracy oh, theory would be we don't want people to be healthy so therefore we need to close this industry to, yes. <laughs> so, oh my god it just that was the most illogical thing to me the industry that can make people healthier to fight this off particularly if they're younger why are we shutting them down like at least they didn't tell people they couldn't go out for walks in the park here like they did lots of places i was like thank god for that, that. was crazy like we were in surrey and surrey didn't close the parks they mm. just had people walking around stay two meters apart <laughs> um so it was like oh okay at least we had that there's some sanity because the places that they took that away i'm like what the fuck is wrong with people? no yeah it, it, especially remember the first six months of covid yeah i had people the grocery store when I, I don't know I wasn't wearing a mask mm. coming to me like almost almost trying to like threaten to fight I'm like oh ho, ho. Yeah. like it was insane to see how much we were willing to yeah. 
you know the the the, the, the fear but uh yeah uh, all i can say is just i don't think this whole situation is gonna end up tomorrow mm. i think no we, it's not we have a, a while to go uh i think more events are gonna keep taking place more crap needs to come out until unfortunately unfortunately uh luckily all the evidence is on the table even that 10 percent you talk about it mm. never they will be like okay uh, i feel like that's gonna get to that mm-hmm. but i think that humanity has to be like this yeah be really push being push because we don't change by choice we yeah. change by well, that's the question how much do the proverbial day need to push for uh, the peep average person to be like you know what i'm we're done here i think as, that's why it's an individual journey yeah. because for us could have been the first month for yeah. some people it might take 10 years yeah. 20 years might never come and sometimes it's too late but that's their journey. Yeah. They're not meant to experience what's coming next. Yeah. You know, that's how I see it. It's, it's not a victim. It's nothing but it's better than anybody. Yeah. But it's an individual journey. You choose to. You, it's a choice. Yeah. Everything's a choice. And for me, like, I never thought I'd be seriously contemplating, like, I want to move to a different country. Where? And this, is, this year is yeah. the year I'm like, ooh, I don't like the way this country is going. Like, maybe I need to think about it. Like, how, does that, how do you feel if you came from Venezuela to here for freedom? You're like, shit, I got to move again. Because I know a lot of people have talked well, like, to Well, like, I cannot get out. Yeah. I cannot get out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no matter what, I'm right? stuck here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, I am a strongly believe in, in universal creation. I don't, I don't believe in accidents at mm. all. I, don't, I really don't. And, uh, you know, that gives me we hope. Focusing on myself, changing my world inside, Mm. so I can contribute to the world. So that's all I can really do for now, and I hope people are focusing on themselves. So that way, we add up to contributing to create a new community. But uh, you know, I I want to be optimistic. But when I I want to be optimistic, I cannot help but think about years Mm. later on. Because even you know, when we change as people. We don't know how much we change until years later mm-hmm. that you have. Because it's one thing when, when you recognize when, what we're doing, when we adopt nif- different type of behaviors, and another one when we, are get, when we get tested, mm-hmm. that we truly see who we are. Anybody can say you have changed. But not until you get tested on the outside, you, we don't know. And people don't get that opportunity until way later. Mm-hmm. So if people are not even having this conversation, People are not even thinking about this. Now, so do you see what I mean? That's why yeah. I see this is going to be a, a, a very long, long process. Yeah. But, you know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Are, I believe a lot of things are going to, a lot of minds are going to be blown away. Mm. I, I, I see it with, you know, a bit of uh, goosebumps in a good way. But I think it's coming. It's, I think within the next five years, it's going to be very interesting. So here's the question that people ask. How could you possibly have a child at this time? You know, a lot of people are just rejecting the idea of having kids. And both me and you it's agree. The, it's it's the their reality. Yeah, it's like, their reality. It's, it's, I just had a kid. And yeah. I know it, I know, it, no, it's not going to be easy. Mm. I know it's going to be challenges. But, you know, if I uh, I believe there are ways. Yeah. That's, there is, in life, there is always a way to see the lack all the opportunities. You know, it's, it's like for me, I'm like, I tell my wife, like, because we both want kids. I'm like, okay, let's say a zombie apocalypse breaks out tomorrow. Okay, you don't think 
people weren't living with kids on their back for thousands of years. You don't think you like we were talking about because we go hunting or camping and then you can't take a baby out there. I'm like, why not? Because people did it for tens of thousands of years. Obviously, you got to be you know careful. Yeah. I was listening to this uh, famous hunter. He was talking about how he thinks it's like he crazy. He grow. He lives in Montana. He's lived in rural America most of his life, but he's an internationally famous hunter now. He has a show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Steve Rinell and he was talking about like he thinks it's nuts that a parent would leave their child unintended on the subway in New York. But then again, he takes his kids out hunting at a young age mm-hmm. and the city people think he's nuts for doing that. And it's like, oh, it's actually probably safer to take them out the woods <laughs> than on New York subway right now. <laughs> so it's like if you teach them at a young age, like when I teach the firearm stuff, I'm like, you, you can teach a five-year-old how to shoot a gun. You have to do it appropriately, and you mm. have to be right there, and you, you're not going to give them a fifty caliber. <laughs> a minigun. But a lot of people will see those videos of a parent. Te- you know, you literally sit behind the kid. You hold the gun. You have them. You show them how to look. If you have them pull the trigger, you're still holding it. And there was a video going around of that exact situation a little while back, and you see some of the comments, and some people are like, that is horrible parenting. They need to take that child away. How dare they? And I'm like, that's amazing parenting. Mm-hmm. They're teaching them safely how to do this, use this tool. It's a skill that you may need. Who knows? Man, I see everything is, uh, it's like a, a fork, you mm-hmm. know, a fork is such a, I can stab you, yeah. but I also can feed myself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always how we use things. That's why I don't really like when people label things as good or bad. Mm. It all depends how you what use you're it. using it for. It's like, oh, money's evil. No, evil is what you're doing with it. Evil is evil. Yeah, evil, exactly. Evil is evil. It's not yeah. like, oh, this is evil. Oh, that's bad. I'm like, can we like find a way to use it properly? Mm. It's like fire. If you touch it, you're going to burn yeah. yourself. But like with that can cook too. So yeah. it's it's that's why I don't really like to label things as bad. But how you're using it or which approach you are using you know yeah yeah that makes sense how you use it it's like the uh google's original motto is don't be evil they've some, since changed it unfortunately mm-hmm. but it was like it's like be good it's like well what's good well that's another eh, i'm not i'm not really into that one of that's a trap i mm. believe which from one my, from my perspective i believe that be good yeah. is a trap yeah just because of we we put aside reality or the truth just to be good. Mm. That's crap. I think the good is not always possible based on the circumstances, but yeah. sometimes we have to take action. Sometimes we have to be neutral. Mm-hmm. Not bad. No, no, no need to be destroy anybody or attack anybody or put anybody down, but there is a, there must be a way to cut the cords. There mm. must be a way to stop what's happening. And that doesn't require to be good. Yeah. Some people might interpret that as you're this guy is so evil. How dare you to do that? I'm like, uh, I'm defending my rights. Yeah. This is not a privilege. Well, see, that's the thing is I think they changed the motto from don't be evil to be good because it is, like you say, it's a trap. Some manipulation. And I think they did it because Google bought Boston Dynamics and was building cybernetic robots for military contracts. Mm. And because of the ethos of the company, even as messed up as Google is, is don't be evil was the ethos and they all they almost rioted not rioted like metaphorically like said no we are not going to be in this like a large percentage of the company was like if you continue with Boston Dynamic we are not going to be part of this company it got so bad they had to sell it Mm -hmm. so they could not be involved in these military contracts anymore Mm -hmm. and sometime after that they changed it which means they want to restructure the company ethos and mentality now to be good to the trap 
Mm -hmm. so that they're not going to get that kind of thing anymore where mm -hmm. they say hey i thought we were not being evil why are we building war machine robots you know literally building terminator or building to that point skynet mm -hmm. and they, they the company revolted on the executives mm -hmm. and it's you know it's not pushed in the media very much because it's it was in Google. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna. They don't. It's it's you know established fact. Mm -hmm. You have to really dig now because they've buried it. But that that happened a few years ago. Oh, yeah. The company revolted because they thought the company was doing something evil. Mm -hmm. And within a year or two, they changed the company motto. After that happened. Yeah. It's yeah. funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a way. That's why you have to be careful when we say I want to be good. I want to be good because mm -hmm. that's that's such a trap. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be real i want to be me sure because sometimes you know you have to things have to get ugly before they get better mm. same thing with some friendship how dare you to do that to me you are such a bad friend i'm like i'm sorry i'm telling you exactly what i think mm. how dare you to leave me i'm like uh you are you're messed Friends up in the head go, i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, i had that when i was younger uh, a friend i was it was he was a trouble troubled person and uh you know i was looking for being with the cool kids and he wasn't even that it's just he was around school kids and I figured out at a certain like I was like with him all the time for like a year or two and then I just sort of clicked he's very good he's a very good pathological liar mm. and I started catching him like mm -hmm. good enough that I didn't catch him earlier and I've, I've caught pathological liars before in my youth before that and I'm like you know what if you lie to me one more time it's done and he did so I said that's it we're done and it got it got some violence was involved as a result of they could not handle the fact I told them to mm -hmm. fuck off, mm -hmm. right? And it got really the police had to get involved and stuff. And it was just like, listen, man, I don't want to be with you. And that's why, like I was saying, some of these stories about when I'm talking about friendships as an adult, it's like, listen, I understand you don't like how I reacted, but what did you do? Mm -hmm. uh, you have to. You really, as an adult and a healthy human being, have to realize, listen, man, if you don't like me, that's fine. We don't need to be friends. It's okay. But I just want you to be honest about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to gaslight me about it. Something I've learned, man, is know everybody's ready for, for certain things. Mm -hmm. And even if people know internally what has happened, they are not ready to open up about those things. And mm -hmm. I think that that's it's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And that's what I said before. That once you see that you cannot... Get get that acknowledgement from mm -hmm. them. What are you gonna do? Sometimes they won't. Like I'm not ready. I'm not gonna get too detailed, but let's say a mutual acquaintance of ours fucked me over badly, uh, and uh, they'll never apologize. Mm. They know what they did, mm. and them and the people around them treated me like I was again the bad guy. It's like no, 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 no. I was right the whole time, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like I'm still here. What are you guys doing? <laughs> No, I, I, like I said, I don't, how can I say, I, I want to be neutral yeah. as much as I can. That's why I don't want to say more than that. <laughs> no, no, neutral because of, remember, I'm nobody to be pointing a finger, so yeah. saying how things should have been happening or whatever, what is the best right, best mm -hmm. or wrong. But I, you know, I believe in the journey of everybody. As long as we communicate what we're supposed to, try to do things from, try not, do things from the heart. Mm -hmm. Even if when you do things, certain people interpret us as you mean bad or you were mm -hmm. you know sooner or later the truth always comes out right. always comes yeah. out so people can lie all they want yeah. but when you lie that much yeah. at some point you they crash and burn no big time <laughs> so then okay it's you that's what i say cause and effect you yeah. always you create what you put out there so mm. don't expect things to be different yeah you know, that's but again i 
it's always i think it's very good to always wish people good mm. no matter what mm. because i struggle with that one to be honest <laughs> but don't do it for them mm. do it for you yeah it's more because of it truly it puts you in a different state it, it, it feels like when you do that it comes back to you in some way or form and you know that's i believe in energy and you attract the type of people who are similar to you in some mm. way or form not, not all the time yeah. not all the time but I believe if I want different type of people in my life who do that for me, I have to do it myself first. Mm. So it's those type of teachers come to us to really teach us patience, compassion, yeah. understanding. But it's tough. It's tough. Especially sometimes when we're very mistreated, accused of things that we never say, never did. Or they did it themselves, but they're, you know, but it's it's not my journey. Mm. It's not my karma. Yeah. You know, that's like that's a way to protect ourselves. Yeah. Wish you know, them well. Do you par and let the universe do the rest. Mm. You know, the karma concept, it's like I often t uh, tell people like you can't sound too woo woo about stuff. But then recently, I forgot, I think it was with my wife, we were talking about karma and we realized it's physics, right? Energy given, energy taken, mm. energy is not created or destroyed. It's literally that. <laughs> no, it, it might take a week, a month, but it always comes by or, or many times people say, what karma that doesn't exist yeah. i know many people who are evil and they do so well in life they might make money quote unquote mm. they might have certain things but you don't know their private life yeah you don't know their health yeah. you know there is always something around because people who truly live from the heart it's not in, they don't think all those type of things mm. it's not in their dictionary so that's why we can always make an opinion about somebody based on how they live their life how we think they look like because we don't know we don't know how karma looks like you know mm. i think uh, how many times you have seen you know people saying like i can't believe that guy did he got that job he got married he did that wow he's such a piece of crap how can how mm. can you you don't know what's behind you know mm. so or many times you see the guy who is quote unquote living by the from the heart and he does not having a good life mm. why how come he's doing so good mm. there are many layers to it you yeah. know so it's that's why is it surface or is it deep exactly like, yeah. so it's that's why there's so many layers we never know the ultimate truth of people's life the only them know that's why all we can do is just wish them well uh, heal our wounds and you know if that's a friendship that doesn't serve us wish them well thank you very much mm. see you in the next lifetime yeah if i have to yeah if I if have. i have to i'm yeah. sure they come back <laughs> and then i'll decide how to use that fork <laughs> should i help you feed you or should I step you right. yeah but it's you know it's, it's life man i think that we're always going to experience people that um you know sometimes they're no no matter what we do they won't like us mm. they won't accept us they're gonna misunderstand mm. us and that's that's part of the journey yeah. it's part that's of the one of the hard things to realize like it's not, not every, i was telling my students the other day i'm like guys you gotta understand not everyone's gonna like you you no, have to be okay with it's it okay and you can't make their lives worse for it yeah you know <laughs> it's just the way it is it's like that no it's tough it's yeah. tough because of that to me you know a lot of people have the misconception of being alone when you think about being alone i think a lot of people say oh i don't want to be by myself mm. i'm like no to me being alone is not being able to express what matters to me mm. you can be in a full or a room full of people but if you cannot allow to speak what you care about mm -hmm. trust me you're gonna feel alone mm. or you can be you know by yourself fully by yourself and feel so fucking fulfilled 
you know, it's, it reminds I think it was a Spanish movie. I can't remember. It was about this, this prison or I can't remember. So this guy uh, was in prison in like the worst prison, like way back in the eight, like early in 20, 1920s or 30s or whatever. And it's like some Spanish prison, like off the coast of maybe it was Venezuela. I can't remember. Guantanamo? No, 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 no. no. It's like a long time ago. And uh, they're like, if you fuck around at this prison, we'll send you to the worst prison. And the worst prison is an island where you're, that's how they deal with the prisoners is they make it so miserable and isolated. People just jump off the cliff and kill themselves. But he ended up in the worst prison after escaping so many times, this unescapable prison. And he, he's like, if you do it once, blah, 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 do it twice, solitary confinement. And it's, just a, it's a, based on a true story. The guy, I think, ended up in France. So maybe it was a French penal colony or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, they put him in the last solitary confinement for like seven years. They did not break him because in his mind he wasn't alone, mm -hmm. and as he was like the only person that most people there they will open the cell and they're dead. Mm -hmm. And no, he just in his head I'm not alone. I found a way. He ended up back in France. I think he ended up getting pardoned. He's I think he might still be alive. It's like I forgot. I wish I knew the name of the movie. It was like a crazy movie, yeah. and it's yeah. like that's really what it is. It, yeah, that that so to me has been uh, a personal experience just because of I left home long time ago mm. and just traveling and having to adapt to different type of people yeah you truly have to create your own family different you get used to people coming and going mm. so that you have to really find a way to not depend on people coming and going mm. that it allows me to f be completely okay with being alone mm. we're social creatures we need people but I think that everybody should be able to understand and know what it's like to be alone. Mm -hmm. If we don't appreciate our own company, how the f how are you gonna <laughs> enjoy yeah. fully somebody's because otherwise it becomes codependent. It's yeah. one thing when I wanna be with you because I, I like your company yeah. and another one when I wanna be with you because I can't I'm so scared of, yeah. of not having somebody to talk to. It's yeah. different approaches and I feel like a lot of us are still into that type of mindset that's like the ultimate paradox of the human condition is we are ingrained genetically to be social creatures it's in and us. yet it's in us we need to learn to be alone at the same time to be happy healthy and stable. that's why i don't i would not be surprised in the near future we don't have access to technology mm. you know so that way it forces us to have conversations come on giant solar flare <laughs> <laughs> it's coming so, so i think you know, I think because we've come up on almost three hours, I think we've fleshed. Yeah, it's three hours. Wow. We didn't even realize <laughs> that we've almost fleshed. We fleshed that ideas yeah. out, I think, Fleshing. pretty well. Um, is it, is anyway, I mean, you're on Instagram, Facebook, because mm -hmm. if you want people to reach out to you and explore, how would you like people to find you? You can find me on, on, on my Instagram, Joel GMMA, mm -hmm. or you can go to my website, uh, alchemymma369.com mm -hmm. or you can send me an email yeah. joelgmma at gmail.com yeah. yeah sounds good thank well, you very uh, much thanks for coming and being a awesome. guest thank and you very much. fleshing out these human ideas Ooh, that was awesome thank you very much you're listening to The Warriors Day The Warriors Day brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga, turning lambs into lions. <laughs>